This is Gavin Verhey from Wizards of the Coast, and you're listening to Seven Land Hand. It's Seven Land Hand! Yeah! Brought to you by Good Games. I looked at the news for inspirational topical stories that I could twist into a magic podcast intro, but it turned out Emily Ratajkowski has had a little wardrobe malfunction and <laughs> not a lot got done. Uh, so, can you fertilize a dragon egg with a bone dragon if you have a fraying impotence? Something, something, pun, knob joke, hilarity. Duh. Should have done my homework. Emily. It, this is Seven Land Hand. Um, 98% of gynecologists are playing psychic symbiont to confirm or deny this stat. It's Cinder B. Aaron's Aaron Graham. It's getting harder. Uh, I'm the 2% of gynecologists that is not playing psychic symbiont. You're not playing it? Oh, Okay. No. Uh, and Tolarian teacher's pet, Mishka Martzel. I'm the other 98% yeah. of gynecologists. Yeah. Uh, I've had to explain that joke to everybody... Look up the card. But if you psychic just, symbiont, yeah, if you just Google psychic symbiont, you'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I get it. It'll be it'll be worth it'll be worth about five percent of that effort. A picture is worth Googling. a thousand puns. Yeah, uh, jokes. Joke. Anyway, gentlemen, what's been happening in your respective worlds of geek this month? I've been, been a bit. Down. I've been a bit off magic. I mean, I draft M nineteen once every couple of days, and I on do video on stream medium. I've been doing a few streams for Seven Land Hand. When I move to a place where there's MBN, I'll actually do some streams. That'll be good. But otherwise, I've been uploading a bunch of draft video content to the Seven Land Hand YouTube page. Look at look but out for the Aaron Moves House video content coming through on Seven Land. Yeah. <laughs> I'll stream broadcast. my moving house. Yeah. We're just going to broadcast everything until we hit the right yeah. combination of ingredients. Um, I've got a MTG Arena quick draft coming up Ooh, yes. soon as well. With dodgy so, audio. But... With dodgy audio for the first bit, but you can see what I'm doing and you can see my face in the video just being annoyed. Yeah. Which question. is fun. It's fun mm-hmm. to watch. How many games did you play of your one draft? Uh, nine. Did you enjoy that? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. So you play the same it's... same deck nine times? Well, it's is kind of... Well, what you do is you play games best of one, hmm. so you don't have any sideboard games. You play games best of one until you either get seven wins or three losses, and I ended up with five. Oh, sorry, five wins and three losses. So okay. eight, eight matches. Oh, yeah. sorry, eight games altogether. Uh, it's kind of cool. It's snappy. It just reminds me of jamming arena in Hearthstone, which in Hearthstone it felt a lot more like I'm just dabbling in this. So quick yeah. draft in Magic Arena is going to be a lot more quick like draft. quick draft. Two plus two equals four. Minus I definitely one made that draft. joke at the oh, start of the thing. Oh, yeah, I was like sorry, quick man. draft. Um, with Aaron <laughs> Dominaria, uh, fam, fam, <laughs> blood. Uh, yeah, the uh, the format's interesting. It's obviously not draft, but doing draft on Magic Arena feels like a little bit of a slog. Yeah. Have, you, have you done a yeah. proper draft on there? Um, mm. So we'll do an M nineteen proper draft on there, just so that people can check out what MTG Arena looks like. I can't even get into the arena thing. I have I, I, been in there, and I think I've played a game mm. maybe four months ago. Yep. Then I thought, just the other week, let's have another crack at that. Clicked on it, of course. Needs an update. Yep. So I sat around, waited for the update, came back to it, ready to rock. And I think it had already gone to a screen and it was saying, uh, well, I clicked on everything that I could see. Everything that looked like it was shiny, looked like a button, looked like, oh, here's my hand I could play. No reaction at all. Then I found the settings and I went, uh, and the only option in there was leave tutorial. And the fact that it was called, I was in a tutorial and I had no idea what to do. I thought, wow, this is just, just too difficult. Up, yeah. yeah, it's it's better now than it was. This um, is this four months ago. Fortnite ago. Oh, fortnight ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, 
that's what like it was supposed it's to something be. i'm going to do when it comes out on ios or on your phone i don't think that it's, it's gonna going have to have a good it will but it w- will be problematic the release it's, it's going to be a um pc thing mainly i think we'll play magic online i know right <laughs> but that's yeah. going to go isn't it that's no, the goal no. they, they are going to have them both because they're never going to support oh. modern legacy weird stuff on, yeah. on there they are going to support some weird formats like standard pauper and standard yeah. momir basic and but brawl oh no they're, they're brawl, just standard I singleton I think yeah standard it. singleton um but yeah magic online is going to exist for the people who still want to play magic as as is do you think the standard players are going to jump over to arena though they're not are they they'll start magic online, i don't think like which like, means they'll achieve nothing which means they should have just left us with um, well, where we were before I, well i think <clears> that it's like pro tour players aren't going to jump over and start jamming like doing all their practice for the pro tour and magic arena because it's like not it looks good but it do, it's not functionally no well exactly i mean it is in magic. beta right still it is in beta, yeah. but it's got a full release probably coming out when Guilds of Ravnica comes yeah. out. Oh, really? They said oh, this sorry. year, latest. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but what it is going to do is going to bring a whole bunch of new people into the fold, and then they'll get into the hobby at large, and then they'll get into Paper Magic, then they might get into Magic uh, online, but Arena's going to be a good gateway drug. Jules was fine. Like, I was enjoying myself on that, and I was ticking over quite all right. It, it was, but, like, they, they never had the full Magic experience in there. No, no, And, they, they, and they are trying to do that with Arena. But not but by doing Modern not. or Legacy or anything yeah, like yeah. that. So, so why don't we just yeah. stay with Jules? Yeah. Yeah, see? Check and mate, Aaron. <laughs> um, I have been playing a bunch of uh, single-player stuff because I've been taking a little bit of a break from Magic after the, the Grand Prix a couple of months ago. Did wear you out, did it? You're worn yeah, out. Yeah, I, um, I really like working to when I play a game. I really like working towards a, a goal. Whether yeah. it's when I'm playing stupid Stardew Valley and it's like get to the end of the year and make a profit and have a kid. And what's your goal in Liars Dice? Because um, you play a lot of that. Beat everyone. Contribute towards the stats of Liars <laughs> Dice to prove that I am the best yeah. overall, which I am not. <laughs> Zoe and Jess are much better at than lying. that game yeah girls are lies is that what you girls just said girls are liars that's oh, what right. i'm saying yeah, yeah. Okay. um just qualifying it all right women oh no <laughs> they're what listening uh <laughs> so i've been playing a bunch of rocket league uh online trying to get better at a thing that is impossible to get better at without really practicing so mm. that's frustrating and, and rocket league you want to give us a quick rundown on what that uh, is so you so it's a driving game yeah you're Gork driving a, you're driving a car the car has like a rocket boost, so you can like jump and tilt your car up and you can shoot into the sky. Then you're not racing at all. Ignore all that stuff. You're a car with a rocket boost and you're playing soccer. It's rocket powered mm. battle supercars. If you run into another car fast enough, you can soccer with your car. Okay. Stupidly difficult. It's stupid. The, the skill cap on it is ridiculously high because you see some people and they're just like jumping in the air and they twist their car and they hit the soccer ball and it like perfectly spirals into the top left corner of the goal oh, that, that guy right yeah. yeah and then i'm just like jump hit and then they hit it back and perfectly counter my thing and it goes in the goal it's like mm. it's so hard so 
rewarding when you do it right and so frustrating when you do it wrong. Yet I keep coming back to it over and over and over yeah. again. I'm still on, on electronic games. I'm still deep into playing Fortnite. Yeah, I'm doing yeah. that a lot. Yeah. But what frustrates me the most is like I'll play a lot of uh, 50 v 50 because I'm not into it enough to be able to play solo because I just can't build quick enough. Yeah. Like the good player, as soon as you shoot at anyone in any format, <laughs> if they go and start building, you go, I'm dead. It's mm-hmm. like I can't win against that guy. Mm-hmm. But the thing that gets me, it's really driving me crazy. I, I think I talked about it in one of the last pods. Is just the, when it's 50 v 50, you've got 50 people on your side, there's 50 people on their side. There are people legit get into the game and will just try to destroy their own team's chances of winning just to go, <laughs> screw that guy up. Mm. Or if, you, if you're down, they'll build a wall around you and then do the loser dance in front of you. Or if you build a big ramp so you can build a platform and do a launch pad, They'll shoot that out so you fall down and then you'll be injured and you can't go anywhere. And then they'll come over <laughs> and do the lo- loser dance in front of you. And you're like, what is the point of this? Is this the whole, is this the end game? I just don't it's, understand. Um, it's, it's, gr- it's griefing. It's, um, it's, it, a, it's a popular thing in, in online games because yeah. people just are shitheads. <laughs> I, exactly. But <laughs> what? Is that have it? you but never done? Have you never done anything like I that? I never game? do that ever. I'm like, I'm going around. I like, I like set up nursing stations within Fortnite. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, there's a whole bunch of people down there. I'll go build a whole thing around them, and I'll, I'll, I'll resuscitate them all. Let's all mm. go. Come on. And honestly, I'm not saying that I've had a huge influence in games by doing that. But you know, if it's a, if it's 25, 25, and I can see three dudes that are down, I get them back up on their feet, and then we're away. Throw them a 28, 25. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then oh no, that we're the same because they're not died. But oh, we've yeah, got sure. 25 functional people functional, or closer yeah. to that, <laughs> and I can throw them a first aid kit that I'm not going to use, and I'm out there shooting away. They're mm. shooting away. But you'll see people that there's two dudes down, and they've got a bit of time, and they'll keep on shooting or just messing around or just ignoring you. And then they'll just get shot down themselves. If they'd have helped you, mm. you'd have been up. And then there'd be two people fighting against the one dude that eventually came and shot them. Uh, yeah. So, so just like stupid moves versus intentionally vindictive moves. It's just like there's, bizarre there's a very, behaviors. There's a very odd thing in those kind of online games. You must be finding this in Elder Scrolls on, online as well, which is like people's reasons for playing these games are different. Some people go on Fortnite to goof off, like to just yeah, be like, exactly. be, be an idiot and go, oh, it was funny when I when that dude was building that thing and I shot the thing out from under him but then he fell and he was injured. Whereas I'm like, that's not funny. Like, what if that d- person was trying to build a thing and it was their first game or whatever and they were trying to have a good time and instead yeah. he just ruined it for him? Because some people would just go, oh, this is fucked. This whole game's full of dickheads. I'm yeah, not going to play yeah. a game. And, mm-hmm. and that, would be, but that would be a greater win for that dude, right? Yeah. He'd be going, wow, I, I, go, if he oh, knew. Someone's a bit soft, aren't they? I, I've got a guy just to quit forever because I did this dickhead move. It's like, that's yeah. such a weird goal. I just don't it's get very it. It's strange. And it, but it really hooks into that. I don't know what generational name we're up to, but is it the millennial <laughs> or something like that? The uh, millennial mill town. That really hooks into that, though, doesn't it? That whole stereotype. I mean, technically, we're millennials. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah I know, but you're not like that. But you know, the stereotype of it all, that's kind of that yeah, sort to of me, apathetic, to I'm me not going to achieve anything, yeah. so let's it's, it's not a little for bit, anything high. It's a little bit after us because Mishka and I were... Oh, just, but nobody's... This, you can't group people yeah. in generations. Yeah. It's pointless, but... Um, the The... The generation that grew up with Except internet, for baby, but baby boomers are assholes that ruined the world for us all. <laughs> the, um, the 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 current uh, age bracket of people who grew up with the internet their entire lives have such different views on on technology and the internet and all that kind of thing. For me, Hugh uh, Lewis said it best when he said, "It's hip to be square." I think, and now it's like it's hip to be shit. 
I think. It's, it's like very defeatist. You don't yeah. need to try if you... Mm. Well, like, you're intentionally not trying. You're, you're going the other way, so you don't have There's to There's some sort win. of psychology mm. model in that as well where they say... It's like something to do with basketball where they would say that the people that were knew that they were hopeless would take a shot from the halfway line because their chances of success were very low. So if they missed, well, expected to miss. But if mm. they hit, big success. And so people that didn't really fancy their chances would do the shit messing around things. Like you see kids doing that, don't you? They'll mm-hmm. just go, oh, I'm going to take this jaggy shot because there's very little chance of me getting it. And if I get it, I'm a hero. And if I miss, I was expected. Mm. Whereas like, I, it's, it's not really something that I respect in games or gaming and like, I will, in, in magic, say, mm. someone builds a deck built around, I don't know, Crested Sun Mare. And they build their whole deck around it and then they go to standard tournament and then I play against them and I lose because they played their shitty crested somewhere and then I'm their only win in the whole tournament and I lost because they were playing cards that they thought were cool and I wasn't playing around them or whatever. That irks me. (laughs) Yeah. It shouldn't, but it's just how I play magic, right? I want to play tournament magic and I want to know what to play around and this kind of thing. Whereas what they want in tournament magic is to do a cool thing that no one else is doing so I respect that, though. I, I, res- I like that. Oh, I, I... Because that's what we were talking about earlier on this evening at our dinner that made us late for this podcast, <laughs> uh, was that, you know, the, the initial joy of magic is homebrewing and coming mm. up with, I could play this card with this card, and you don't have a big picture of it all, and you don't know all the cool combos, but you might stumble across one, and that's cool, and you might do that with that Crested Sun Man. But if you just go online straight away and just look up what the decks are, you, you kind of lose a little bit of the hobby. I mean, we all end up there mm-hmm. because now mm. I wouldn't even go and humber humber myself. So what's the point? Let's just go and see what the good decks are and let's learn how that, to pile them. That is very sad. And you yeah. miss stuff by doing that. Um, Mishka, we, we were discussing this with dinner, like Mishka really feels the need to brew and the only time you can do that is when yeah, it's when you season. Out. Yeah, so yeah. like... I'm really excited for Guilds of Ravnica because I know that there's going to be a time period where no one knows anything mm. and I can just brew to my heart's content, make all the decks I want to make. Some of them might stick. Most of them are going to be trash. Um, yeah. And then once I need to knuckle down and actually start learning the top decks, I can just copy them and then get good with them. But so I that's the that. moment to do it, is in spoiler season, yeah. is to get in there. And, I, I think that way anyway, especially if you want to be a competitive player. If you don't yeah. want to be a competitive player, do it whenever you want. It doesn't mm. matter. It would give you an instant um, idea about what cards what cards are out and what they're doing, uh, even, if you, even if they're trashy. I mean, because if you, if you come across them yeah. later on, you're like, oh... He's playing this card. That's unexpected, but I know how that card works. So I was yeah. sort of thinking, I thought about it. I put invested a bit of time into thinking about mm, that card. I, uh, I played poorly against that dude I moaned about last podcast um, who didn't concede to me in the <laughs> yeah, yeah. GP because I hadn't played against that deck very much. And then I mentioned it to Michigan. He's like, oh, yeah, the, the um, servo uh, wolf, uh, uh, pile. Hidden stockpile. Hidden, the hidden stockpile deck. And I was like, what? That's a thing? And he's like, oh yeah, I play against it online all the time. I was like, I've never seen it before in my life. Yeah. <laughs> and that's yeah. because I brewed of it. Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. I brewed that deck and gave it to that guy before he came and played <laughs> it. Yeah. It's, it's my fault that you lost. <laughs> Thanks, Mishka. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's what appeals to people about magic, which is brewing, and it used to appeal yeah. to me, but I feel like I don't have the the 
time for it anymore. It's a bit so, like isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's funny. Um, the other game I've been playing in my spare time is called Nino Kuni 2. Which anyway, is a, Mishka, what have you been doing? <laughs> it's a Japanese RPG where you control a young androgynous boy with cat ears who's the prince to a whole kingdom. And, and who then, said that David Bowie wouldn't have an afterlife? <laughs> <laughs> it reads like a friggin' David Bowie book. For the beginning of the game, you're piloting the president of America. Who's called Ziggy. <laughs> <laughs> so okay i'll give you the plot this yeah. happened in the first two minutes of the game yeah you are the president of america driving into a city you see a nuclear bomb land on your city you get knocked out by the blast you Stardust. wake up in a fantasy world in the bedroom of a small boy who you think is a girl with cat ears and he goes who are you and you go i'm the president of the united states and he's like i'm the <laughs> prince of ding dong dell <laughs> Uh, it's Michael this, Jackson, isn't it? None of this is a joke. This is actually the plot of the game. Ding Dong Dell isn't Ding a joke. Ding Dong Dell is the name of the kingdom of which this kid is a prince to. And uh, you lose the, the kingdom of Ding Dong Dell in a, in a military coup by a bunch of rats. <laughs> this, is, this is exactly... You know the Dave Chappelle bit where he says, we dropped, we dropped a bomb on Hiroshima and Nagasaki and the Japanese have been drawing Hello Kitty ever, ever fucking since. since. <laughs> this is exactly the same thing. This, this is his argument. The story is very strange, but it's a pretty robust... Uh, RPG, it's got a deep weapons and customization and party system. How did you stumble upon this? Uh, it was really well reviewed. And then in the first five minutes, I was like, what have I done? This is $30. I don't want to Oh, you it. bought it. This I is not it. Yeah. Oh. Playing it on Steam. It's good. It's really good. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I was ready to refund it. But, well, um, Blueberry Nino, Boy, that's a sign that Nino I never Kuni need to play it. <laughs> to Revenant Kingdom. I'm five hours in and I've started building my new kingdom because it was overthrown in the coup by the rats, obviously. Yeah. Um, so I'm just, I'm just building this new thing. Rat kingdoms are the worst. Fighting off hamsters <laughs> and scaly plasms and, mm. and all this kind of thing. Are there any humans in this game? Uh, I'm a human because I was the president yep, of the United obviously. States and this is an alternate universe. Is the boy half rodent as well with the years, though? Yeah, apparently yes. that yeah. is not yeah. frowned upon in this, in this universe. <laughs> so he's, he's like, oh yeah, I'm half rat, what about it? And you're like, mm. whoa. <laughs> Anyway, save us. This is uh, going terribly so far. What what have we got? So, (laughs) I'm similar to Aaron in that I've given up on magic for the foreseeable. Welcome to the uh, the magic magic podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I'm just not very good at core 19. No, no, but believe you me, when me and Mishka say we're taking a break, that means we're drafting once every one or two days as opposed to three times a day. Yeah, exactly. A break isn't really a break in the. Because we just spent the last two hours going, oh, I love magic. <laughs> <laughs> pass, pass me the fries. <laughs> like, See, I've been man. playing a, a game called Elder Scrolls Online, which uh, is an, an MMO. Mm. Um, and I played it when it was released, but I hated it back then. It was bad I quit when it was after like, released, a couple yeah. of hours, but I recently got back into it and I've been really enjoying it, delving deep into it. Yeah, um, I was going to play it. And I think it was Justin who used to be on the podcast. Uh, I said, oh, I'm going to play Elder Scrolls because it's going like 3D. Uh, you know, you can VR it up and it's just 3D oh, yeah, open yeah. world. And he goes, you'll get lost. And I was just like, yeah, I probably will. <laughs> As in, in a positive light, it's so deep, man. You get lost. I don't know that. what he meant. I didn't ask him more questions. I just <laughs> thought, like, you'll get lost and he just looked at, in a hole and He looked die. me up and down and was just like, there's no, he's like, there's no point in you playing this. <laughs> oh, maybe that's not what he meant. Maybe he meant 
you get lost You'll get, in it. You will be so sucked into it, you will right. never come out. But again. I feel bad about which. You know, I've said this before. I feel bad about Witcher Three. You know, the girlfriend who is the the, the true girlfriend who you always ignore and go for the the flashy romances, mm-hmm. and you should just stay with the true romance. Yeah, that is Witcher Three, and I've I've treated her badly, and I'm afraid <laughs> yeah. I, if if I did the same with Elder Three, Elder Scrolls Three. Elder Scrolls Scrolls 3 was the first one that I Elder Scrolls. If I did it with Elder Scrolls, I just have two really lovely girls that I've treated terribly and I mistreat (laughs) by going off and running off and playing with Fortnite for too long. (laughs) Fortnite's like the the big bow. I I hate her. I hate Fortnite, but I'm playing playing with Fortnite. Elder Scrolls 6 is coming out next year, I think. So you've got got open world VR. You've got until then to, um, to get over Fortnite. Yeah. It's Surely you'll be sick of it by It's then. like Ron Swanson's Tammy ex-girlfriends. It's exactly like there's that. There's something toxic about him that you keep coming back to. Yeah. And it's like a horrible, Really lovely relationships poison. elsewhere in Witcher 3 and, you know, Elder Scrolls probably. And you come back with cornrows and you've shaved your moustache off. Exactly. No, rubbed off. From friction. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look. Hey, guys, we've got a Gloomhaven day coming up on oh, September yeah, 1st. Oh, yeah, I'm so excited. Oh, man, it's staring at us across the pod here. It's, it's, it's on the gym machine yeah, it just doesn't need swole. to get heavier yeah. it doesn't need to get heavier it's getting swole <laughs> in time for the uh, for september that's gonna be so cool that is legit one of the best days we have now is every couple of mm. well every month we're trying for now we're booking a gloomhaven day and uh it's just it's so fan it's just fantastic it's a great game yeah. and we our interesting question in the last month amongst from one of us was when are we ever going to finish gloomhaven do you have a bid what year are we? 2018? Yeah. Um, we're going to play it. Fin- finish it by what metric? We've finished every scenario we can do without... Or we've, had an, or we've had enough of it. Whatever. When we put it down, we never played a game. had enough of it. You can't really have enough of a game you're playing once every month, right? Well, we, we, had a, we had a bit of an issue with all the legacy games that we've played, which is um, you get about 50 to 60% of the way through and you're like, oh, we're contributing towards, oh, this final goal. You start seeing what the final goal looks like and you go... We'll just we'll, we'll, we're we're close to the final goal now. We'll just play a couple more times. And it just never really comes back. Yeah, right. This game is much better than than Charterstone and Pandemic Legacy, which are the two that I'm thinking of. Um, better than Pandemic Legacy, I just couldn't. Yeah, just yeah. couldn't do that. It, it like uh, it's there's something that stops you from it's, doing it once you get past a certain point. Okay, right. It's going to be longer in this. I think, honestly, it's sure. after we've unlocked all the characters. Because all I want to do... Actually, the, uh, the reason I'm playing Gloomhaven right now... Like, I'm, I'm holding really on to my about, character. Yeah, see, I, I want to discover all the different characters. Mm. And I want to play with all the different characters. I, I love my character. Can't wait for a new one yeah, at the same time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I love the, what my character can do. You just, you're never going to like, do I, I've got no interest like, in getting my character. Explore crypts. You're like, hey, we're going to a crypt. You're like, I don't want to come. I don't want to go to a crypt. I don't want to go. But I think it's got this it's beautiful thing of like infinite scenarios. It feels I mean it's not infinite, it's about practically, practically infinite. Yeah. You can keep going forever, but it's I think it's this great little thing of you, you can have like we've got five people playing it and you can just get this crowd back all the time and it's just this beautifully social game mm. that gets you back and we kinda know where we're at. And it, in, we haven't really got to that stage yet. Maybe we'll go a little bit deeper before we have the conversations about what, we, what our strategies are mm-hmm. for the bigger yeah. game. And yeah. we're, you know, maybe uh, 15% in. I mean, it was, it was really, really great when we had the 24-hour challenge and there were three of us and we're like, there was a proper, like, there's a path down there that is black and covered in spiders and horrible <laughs> shit. And the other one's like righteous and covered with halos or whatever. Mm. And we're like, 
Let's go down the dark. I always go down, <laughs> Let's the, go down dark. the dark path. <laughs> Let's be evil. <laughs> Let's be evil. Um, and we gain reputation by, be- by winning a pie-eating contest. And then we won a pie-eating contest and we undid all our evil stuff. That we yeah. Um, it w- I want more cool stuff like that where it, where it really feels like we're diverging down our own unique path and I feel like there's lots of that stuff yeah. coming up. But also you can just do a, a bunch of silly side quests and get lost in a, in a big dungeon and have some wacky stuff happen. I just want to do, do play the combat yeah. again. Yeah. The yeah. combat is so intriguing and exciting. Well, we're, we're way past the time. I was supposed to stop on Weekend Geek, but this podcast <laughs> is all about being missing deadlines and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, uh, what, have you, what have you been seeing on the telly? Uh, like the Netflix, the Stan, the uh, uh, Amazon Prime, as I hear you've been. Uh, I've been watching all the Mission Impossible movies. What? Back to back. Because... Let's <laughs> because, <laughs> go to the movies. Because we want to go see Six. Right. And Jess and I were like, uh, are these good? And we looked them up and they just like start really shit and get progressively oh, okay, better. Right. And we we're like, let's do it. Let's watch all of them. And the first and second ones are so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a vehicle for Tom Cruise to just like do stuff in slow motion. At one point he like explodes a door and all the bad guys are like, <gasps> who could it be? And surely start Tom Cruise again. <laughs> it was him. He walks past the door in slow motion with flames all around him and then just a dove just like flies out and you're like, <laughs> really? Come on, Tom Cruise. Come on, mate. Like even when you were saying to the studio, like, I'm going to walk past the dark. When did they the start? Uh, 90, 96 oh, was really? number one. And then the second one was maybe 2000 and they've been about four years apart. 22 years of Mission Impossible. Yeah. Jeez. Playing the same character. Uh, four and five are really good action movies. Really, <laughs> really well. good. But you know, in back in the nineties when they first came out, they were amazing. They were really you know, great doing the whole well. hang down thing. Of, oh, it's blood, triple sweat. Oh my god, it's going to it's going to set it off. Oh, it's going to happen. That it's the same as now. It's the same in, yeah. in twenty two years time. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to go four and five, so shit. But twelve, my god. <laughs> Uh, Mission Impossible 12, pinnacle of the series. Yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> Tom Cruise in the Zimmer frame. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, like, there there are so many sick set pieces in all of the movies, and two, <laughs> they were all Tom Cruise doing flips onto, onto he, people. <laughs> didn't he break his ribs or something, jumping from one building yeah, to another and landing? I think. Uh, in... It was a really no, nasty... No, in, in two, he's doing free climbing in Arizona, and the studio are like, we do not condone this. He's like, I'll, I'll do it anyway. And because he put a bunch of yeah. money into the movie, and he they shot a thing with a harness, but they digitally edited the harness out. But he broke a rib jump doing that jump in the thing. But this is from building from, to building. No, no, from oh. a ledge to another ledge. Oh, it, he uh, broke himself thing. built jumping from one building. You know, he's running across rooftops and he ran oh, and yeah, like grabbed yeah. on yeah. this thing. And you can see it when he lands. He's like, oh, <laughs> <Ooh, laughs> my lung. Yeah, it wasn't a good landing. Uh, and it's something I, like that. Love, I uh, hate to love Tom Cruise. He's like that, isn't he? Yeah, he's the he's guy. Very charismatic. As a person, though, you think he's a dickhead, and everything he's into, you think that is a bit, yeah, a bit weird. But uh, I tell you what, I mean, who cares about that? You know, it's, it shouldn't be about us liking the person. It's like what they do as a job and all that kind of mm. stuff. Because when somebody like that, when he's on screen, you instantly just sucked into. Him. I yeah. believe what he's doing, uh, yeah. and that's yeah. the skill that he's got. He's and the fact that he does all his own stunts and he doesn't have to be my is... hero or anything. No, right? I have to but look up I, to him. I but have such oh, a wow. respect for him, and it's weird that I've started talking about this. But it's like I have such a respect for him in these movies because it's like I'm just going to do my thing. And in a Mission Impossible two, it's like he's just jerking off on himself. But in <laughs> in three, in three, it's like oh, we're gonna do, we're gonna morph this into a more serious thing. And then in four, they've gone, 
we're going to take ourselves seriously. We're going to be a pretty sweet action movie, but we've got comic relief and interesting writing and, mm. and, and Simon Pegg's there. And um, that's why 4 Brilliant. and 5 are so good because they have Simon modern-like um, sensibilities behind this, yeah. behind a good action movie. They are good, and I can't wait to watch number 6. I'm just well, no, number 1 had modern sensibilities for the 90s. For the 90s, yeah. yeah. But th- that's an exciting thing. <laughs> yeah, the set pieces are sick. You know, the plot I've, is so bad. I, uh, <laughs> a while ago, we watched one... 1.2 series of The Preacher and then my wife said she's out and so I was out mm. sadly yeah. I recently said no no I'm not having that and I got back into it mm. and I am in so much in love with that show yeah. it's right up my LA LA what's it's, it about? It's, it's about a preacher uh, yeah okay <laughs> and, uh, and he's got a girlfriend called Tulip uh, who's very hard ass preacher with a girlfriend uh, she can uh, take down anybody and uh, a vampire Named Cassidy, who's Irish. That was a twist that I wasn't expecting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and the Cassidy, not the vampire. Boy. And yeah, the preacher, the preacher gets this thing called Genesis, which is the basically the voice of the or the the voice of God, the something of God. He, he can speak. He can just go stop, and, it, and they do this weird sound effect in his voice. Stop, and they'll just stop. No matter who they are, what their intentions oh, are, it's the right. word of God. Yeah, know. the word of God kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And it kind of goes from there, and lots, and it just goes insane. And they've got these mad characters like the Saint of Killers, and the Devil gets in, and now the Angel of Deaths come in, and it's just so cool. And I just love everything. And they go into <laughs> New Orleans, you know, where Grandma lives, and they're all these dealing in souls and all this kind of stuff. Wow! And it's super dark, and it's super religious, and it's like so it's really like supernatural. Or... Uh, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. lots. Of, they go to hell. Oh, Hitler's, sorry, Hitler, the character Adolf Hitler, is in the show. <laughs> It's mad. I love every minute of it. It's just so cool. Uh, I just like, as a caveat, uh, Dan Byrne from uh, Good Games Cannington tells me it's nothing like the comics, so it's not worth watching. Uh, I'd even like to say I think you could probably read them as... I haven't read the comics, Mm. so I could read the comics and I'd treat it as a separate thing because the show is fantastic. I really enjoyed it as its own entity. Which segues us into when... Which is what I said to people about The Office. Mm. The English Office is a different show to the American Office. It doesn't yeah. mean that either one is bad, though. Yeah, they're I'm very different, to... very different shows. And then one of them very much influenced Parks and Rec, which I've also oh. almost finished again for the third time. Yeah, I'm it's watching so that. Quality. We're watching that now. It's so good. Don't get put off by the second first season. But just ignore the first. season. I started watching the first season and thought, no, this Amy Poehler woman is terrible. It's mm. just the SNL bullshit. She's yeah. acting over the top. It's all slapstick. It's terrible. But no, because they rewrite it. She uh, character morphs a little bit, mm. and she's great. I love her. I love everything about her. I was watching her do the Grammy Awards with Tina Fey the other day. Two SNL stars. They're yeah, so funny. They're brilliant. And yeah, Parks and Rec is just classic. It's isn't it? so good. I love Blast it because it's tip. because it's such a um, a character show as well, and it's oh, kind yeah. of like one of those ones where when you invest a bunch of time into it, the gags cannot even be gags. It's just a stupid stupid thing like jerry says something and they all go Ugh. yeah and that's a that's a joke and it makes you really laugh and it's like if someone had never seen the show before they'd be like that's not funny like, i i got i got into parks like i saw I've, I've watched the first season or a few episodes of i'm out years go by maybe two years go by i'm watching a video you know how you watch a video on facebook and it rolls into the next one the next video that rolled onto whatever i was watching is probably some nba videos i watch nba videos all the time the next one on was a compilation of Aubrey Plaza on late night TV. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, this girl's hilarious. Where's she from? You know, Google search, Parks and Rec. Oh, maybe we give it another try. 
I'm back in. Give another try. First season, this is weird. And then it just gets better and better yeah, and skyrockets. so good. Yeah. Have you watched any? None. None? I watched any of it. Oh, oh sorry, it I, is. I watched the first two episodes. Yeah, Don't that's as far that. as I got. Yeah. Honestly, I like, the first gag in season two is like, Rod's like, here's a situation. <laughs> and then the whole thing, and he's like, and she does the rap, like the Fresh Prince rap, which starts with it's a situation, like the I'm Jesse Jeff thing. Yeah. Oh, damn it. Oh, it's right. so... I, I need to watch this. It yeah, you do. It's so funny. It's hilarious. Oh, anyway. Yeah. Um, should we talk about magic? Yeah, yeah, we should talk about magic. Oh, you got, have you got something to share? Uh, I don't from watch much Hot TV. Tips? Yeah. Oh. Does it doesn't watch much TV? No, uh, I, I watch. Uh, doesn't play much Magic. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I don't know why I'm on this podcast. Elder um, Scrolls Online <laughs> yeah. cast. Yeah, exactly. No, I watched um, something called Final Space on oh, Netflix. Oh yes, it's bizarre. It's like uh, you know, a Rick my and son's getting right sort of into this. He's saying it's this very is very silly. Um, f- yeah, it's kind of funny. Animated? Yeah, I heard this hotly tipped from uh, I can't remember where. They were just going. It's, it's Maybe it was Matt. I think Matt was talking about this on the last podcast. It's isn't it a Seth um, McFarlane McFarlane esque I mean, thing? Probably. The, if it's animated, it's probably the Seth Family McFarlane. Guy. Um, yeah. Matt was talking about it last podcast, but I don't listen to Matt, so you know, could yeah. he, we could have been talking about anything. <laughs> no, I mean, like if, <laughs> <laughs> I found it, like funny it's tough at times, any, it's a but it wasn't like particularly fantastic or anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you wouldn't recommend it. I, I mean, the twenty minute episodes and there's only like. 10 of them or something like that. Yeah, so it's easy to, to dabble, I watch more yeah. in one night. So. Immediately quit it, start watching Parks and Rec. Also, yeah, I mean, that's probably all, Also on Stan, Preacher, and Better Call Saul's back on. If you haven't watched mm. any Better Call Saul, start that's from the beginning, very, very get good. back in. It kind of, that one doesn't make sense without watching Breaking Bad. Have you seen Breaking no, Bad? No, it does. I started that. Oh. Breaking Bad? Yeah. I, look, I went, I it went. It starts slow. Yeah. I started it's very slow. good, though. And I then I got annoyed at it because it seemed like the ride. I thought the writers are garbage because anything that can happen is that they just yell at each other and they get angry. And that's the only sort of drama or conflict that occurs. But it just gets better and better. And by the time it finishes, I, I said, the writers are just a genius. Is <laughs> I get in the junior sticker. Genius. I keep getting, like, a lot of shows, I get told that. Just, just wait. Just wait. Yeah. Like, I can't get past two, three episodes. It's rough, isn't mm-hmm. it? Because. People like different things. Yeah. yeah. It's so that it's subjective, subjective argument. Subjective argument. Something. It's crazy. <laughs> All right, we've gone super long, but we've got lots of magic to talk about. Every. Advert. Oh. Ad- advert. 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 Every month, Good Games are offering our listeners a special offer and a chance to win the game we review. This month, it's T-I-M-E Stories. Hey. Time Stories. In August... And while stocks last, Good Games are giving Seven Land Hand listeners 10% off time stories. Hey! All you have to do is venture through time yeah. to your local Good Games store in this plane of existence, choose a Good Games staff member from the tableau presented before you, like and in a game. state this month's password. <laughs> tableau. Oh, uh, where are we going? You don't need roads. So Brotherhood of the Coast, out now. I think. And the I'm pretty password sure. is, oh, it's uh, out very, very soon regardless. Yeah, uh, that's the demo that Matt and I played. We played a demo of that one, Brotherhood Ooh, of the Coast. Yeah, we were, we were freeing the Brotherhood so that they could go and cause some shit later on in the one that we're about to play. Mm. Uh, where we're going, you don't need roads, by the way. Uh, so now, it's time for some listener questions, I believe. Listener questions. Save yourself. We'll have a sing song in a second. <laughs> Listener questions, they're here. Asking the questions for all the Play listeners. And somebody said, Here is a question. And we said, Here's an answer. And, and then they listen. 
And then we said, there's the lens to the question. That's the long intro to the uh, listener questions. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Have you watched Community, Mishka? Yes, you oh, guys okay. are fantastic. Okay, good. Yeah, We're good, good as well, yeah, aren't yeah, we? We're yeah. pretty good. We're very good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, kicking it off, this whole segment today is in honour and in respect to Alex Dad. Thank you, Alex yeah. uh, Dad, who I knew for, for the first couple of years of knowing him as Dado, <laughs> and then... I signed him up for a magic tournament, I just and he's like, "Oh, it's Dado." Father o. and I was like, "Alex, Dado," <laughs> and I spelled it D A D D O W. Wizards it, does it, not acknowledge you. Yeah, it took me like six months to realize that that wasn't his name at all. Yeah, but Alex Dad is from uh, is in, living in Tasmania. Yep, and he sent us a Homelands booster for this segment, pretty much. Uh, so we're giving away uh, Alex's Homelands booster, which we will bust in a minute, and uh, an M nineteen. So if he, if he wins this, we just send it back to him? Or? We just send it back to yeah, Tasmania. Yeah. Thanks. Hilarious. <laughs> so he sends us a booster. We open it for him. We add in another booster, a corset booster, yeah. and we send it all back to Tasmania. It could, fantastic. That it's could happen. Good. And we haven't and read the questions it, yet. Send so it back know. to us. Yeah. Again. Yeah. <laughs> With another something else. Yeah. That'd be great. I'd love to have it happen. Uh, not that that's skewing our correspondence. Um, Alex uh, said, What do you think are the best things to be looking for when choosing sets for a chaos draft? Your chaos draft is <clears throat> generally going to be underpowered compared to the rest of the drafts because it's more difficult to make synergy. So the things that I've found that work the best are sets that have multicolor leanings. So Khans of oh, Tarkir yeah. and um, sets Ravnica? like uh, yeah, Ravnica, Fate Reforged, which has like a dual land in every pack. It means that you're more likely to be able to play a more powerful deck because your synergy comes from good mana and multicolored cards as opposed to just kind of like drafting... What did we draft the... Were you there when we were drafting the other yeah. day? It's just kind of like the tail end of Theros block at the tail end of... Um, was it Core 2015? Yeah, like a it was, Core yeah. 15 pack. And it's like none of those are particularly... Kaladesh and Aether Revolt as well were, were terrible yeah, because of like the, the energy, right? You yeah. don't want like insidious... Because it powers in their synergy. Yeah. So you want stuff that will work well together but is still... Can you do, could you do something on the base, on the core themes of what decks are you like? Uh, red, uh, lots of burn, lots of uh, haste sort of stuff. Green, yeah. you know, you get big. Blue, super controly, And just like that core stuff? Could yeah, you do like so that from the, any set? The, the, the two decks that we think did the best in our chaos... Well, that uh, empirically did the best <laughs> in our chaos draft were my blue-red tempo because I just played a bunch of aggro two-drops and then bounce spells. Yeah. And then you just tempoed people out and then you trumpet blast and kill them. And uh, Ben Stark, not that Ben Stark, um, our friend Ben Stark, <gasps> playing black green light rock, which is just yeah. like good green creatures, black removal spells, and then some green <laughs> See, removal sounds, spells and some black creatures. That sounds like what well, you should do. Draft. Just good stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's just good stuff. Yeah, yeah, but nothing too tricksy or that's relying on like Synergy. energy. Like, or, energy's or, a really bad mechanic yeah. for a chaos. Draft. Yeah, or like some some niche mechanic that's from a particular set. Just like get rid of all of that yeah. and just yep. have the, the mm-hmm. core. Core me- mechanics of magic. Yeah, like don't do. Yeah, don't stick Kaladesh and Aether Revolt in your yeah. chaos drafts. Put like Khans of Tarkir has morphs, so you can play morphs until you get the mana to be able to unmorph them. So there's lots of stuff that kind of smooth out bad draws, so you don't just like lose for drawing the wrong half of your deck. Hmm. They work within themselves. They don't yep. rely on other cards. Uh, Matt Veal, considering how busted energy turns out to be. Uh, how do you think an additional resource mechanic could be done right in a future set, or can it be done at all? 
I think it can be done, but like we were talking about before, I think you just really need to cost it appropriately. Like, yeah. if you think about Aetherworks Marvel, which was one of the problem cards in the mm. in the set, they didn't recognize it as a problem. Yeah, it, it, was, it was way undercosted. For it was almost it, like one mana equals one strength in the card, and plus your one energy on top of that sort of thing, wasn't it? Where it should be one mana should be half power and toughness, half. And I'm uh, explaining that badly. Half. Well, I think it's more to do yeah. with the amount of like energy that's in the cost. Like uh, they costed, for example, they costed a plus one plus one counter at two energy. That was the the cost for a counter. Okay, if you spend uh, the cost to spin Aetherworks Marvel was six. six? Yeah. yeah, I think they, it should be something like eight or something like that. Right. Or, or maybe cheap. Aetherworks Marvel costs five mana or yeah. six mana, but does the same thing. So it's not like you could play Aetherworks Marvel on turn three and spin it on turn with, four. On, on turn four, really, really consistently so, yeah, yeah. with seven of the conduit. I think you you could ramp it out early. I can't remember how. So would that would but that would that be attractive though to have an additional resource uh, available to you, but at you know a more expensive cost. You know, do you look at it then just think I've got to drop just it's too conditional. I've got to jump through too many hoops to get this thing happening. Then if if you if you I think energy is a successful mechanic because Mm. they made a new thing which is a resource that's not life or uh, creatures or cards or whatever. And you have to be worried about what energy you have, and, it, and it's an interesting tension and, and this kind of thing. And you can see them trying to make um, uh, like resources, whether it's like say threshold mechanics, like um, actual threshold, like you get seven cards in your graveyard. Suddenly you're caring about the cards that are in your graveyard, or metalcraft. You're caring about what artifacts you have in play. Mm. Um, with this, it's kind of like there is a cool resource with a separate total that you're caring about. That's it's good gameplay. Like yeah. when when have you when have you cared about something as much as you have like your energy count to be like if I do this and then I can do this and then I can do this and then I can spin Marvel and I can do it again if I do this and this and this because and this. life life is uh, handled pretty much like that isn't it it's like yeah. life is handled as an additional resource which you can spend in some decks and use yep. to get a benefit it's just the the cost like you were saying Mishka I think it's the costing of it yeah. or what you get for that the value of it if it's balanced correctly yeah so I think energy as a mechanic as an alternate thing is good, but they have to find some way to make it work because it kind of broke limited a little yeah. bit. Whereas mm-hmm. if you go a tune with Aether on turn one, um, turn two, uh, grubs or the rats yeah, or something, the, the, the cubs or the cold, the cubs um, always seem to get a thriving, thriving, thriving stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the rhino by itself could just take over a game. If you just had one other energy source, those, I was uh, getting mileage out of the turtle. You know, the like turtle came was through good. With nothing, yeah. you know, um, <laughs> just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It's like a, it's a one four, that's a two five, that's a three six. And you're like, stop! Oh yeah. <laughs> and, and you and you always felt like if if you weren't in front of that or on par with that, you were forever chasing yeah. creatures like that. I was always chasing cubs and always chasing turtles. It's mm. like you just couldn't catch up. Uh, so, yeah, without, so I, without, I think the mechanic was good. And it was implemented well. Like the the ways to get energy and to spend energy are good and interesting. But the way in which they warped the formats around them, because they were so insular, they all had to be. All the power was in Kaladesh, and then a little bit in Aether Revolt. It's was like it, was it just maybe like in terms of stuff like the the Thrivings and um, uh, whatever else we were just talking about? Uh, <laughs> was it just the the Cubs the, and stuff? The, yeah. yeah, the poverty of not having enough 
removal, like, you know, the balance of removal. Because if you've just got a flood of discards that just destroy a creature, it doesn't matter how, if you could get a card getting really big, really quick, wow, that's exciting. But the chances are someone's just going to go just eliminate that creature. The, the, rem- the removal wasn't the worst, uh, I, I think, at the time. I mean, you can still push a Fatal Cub even when it's a 10-10. Mm. So once Aether Revolt came out, we're like, Long Tusk Cub wasn't, wasn't a problem anymore because it kills converted mana cost two or, two or four. Oh, yeah. Um, so the removal wasn't the problem. The removal was that they did not have a way to interact with energy because they didn't want yeah. you to be like, build up 10 energy, and then someone goes, remove all your energy. energy counters. Yeah. Um, which they said was an intentional design choice. Which, which, if we're using life as an example of another resource, you can lose life. And at a yep. certain stage, if you're on four mana, you don't want to spend two mana to get a benefit because, well, you've only got four. You've got to yep. think about surviving. So, so that's interesting, whereas like... Um, you, you have to energy has to be a little bit of a uh, liability. If your opponent is playing things to remove your energy counters, that should be a viable. Oh, what if you thing. could charge it up and it could explode in your face? Yep, like if you yeah. got to a certain level, yeah, you just damaged you. Yeah. So, yeah. so those are more yeah. interesting ways to play with it. So, um, you know, like it's a little bit more temporary. They are smarter designers than us, but uh, it, I don't think so. Well, the amount of ideas we've come up in this podcast. Yeah, we've already fixed Amazing. it. And Rosewater yeah, has stolen every single one of them. <laughs> well, that's a good question, Matt. I, I, liked, I liked energy a lot, honestly. Yeah, yeah I, I, did, I did too. Uh, I just I, don't like it, um, it does, Bristling it, Hydra. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't have a problem with that. It, I just it, don't like Hexproof. I, I felt like I mean, how, how do you feel about um, uh, Vinemare? Fuck Vinemare. <laughs> <laughs> it just sucked being on the wrong end of it, but that's kind of the whole idea of how it feels to lose a game of magic, doesn't it? Yeah, but if as you're we doing were it, also discussing like, before, I'm beginning to hate that in games where it's like, oh, I lost to something that was completely out of my control. <laughs> Great! <laughs> oh, magic! Yeah, magic! <laughs> uh, Henry Jones, how do you think Wizards should introduce old sets into MTGA? MTG Arena? Yeah, I, yep. I don't think they will, first of all. Um, but if they were to... I mean, what they've been doing with the, the the draft format is they change the the set every week, right? They mm-hmm. go from, like, they might draft Dominaria one week and then Armonkett another week just to mm-hmm. get the supply of cards in. Yeah. Um, so they'll probably, <laughs> probably end up doing it like that. Mm. But I don't think they want to. That's the thing. MTGA is meant to be targeted at newer players. Yeah. Mm. So Once all of... Yeah. Like, they did a weird thing where they, like, only put... Cali- they programmed... All 270 cards in Kaladesh for only three months of play in the beta of Magic Arena because they were like, you need to be able to do this so that people can play standard and believe that you can play standard on there. Past that point, there is no way they are ever going to program all the cards in Modern into MTG Arena. Just the amount of effort. Say um, you thought about doing it with Hearthstone. Hearthstone are like, hey, we like the... um, seven sets or whatever that we've released we've programmed them all how they interact with everything don't have to think about that anymore the mtg arena group to get the modern card pool into into the economy and and into the the ecosystems of magic arena would be millions of bugs you have a card from kamigawa that interacts with a card from dark steel interacting with a card with this and it breaks the whole game yeah they have to fix millions of bugs because there's millions of interactions in the client that they're trying to make glossy and very nice so with every standard set that comes out they go 
Um, here's all the problems. I've got months and months and months to fix it for one set of 250 cards, let alone 15 years of modern sets. It's never going to happen. It's going to take them too long. That's also a shame because that's when I feel like I catch up on it. It's when it's on my console and I can come home from work. I can sit on the couch. I can play jewels as I mm-hmm. used to do. Yeah. And, and that's when I got I got way into like the zombie decks and all that sort of stuff. Of it's of, accessible. Right? It's very really accessible, and I could just churn through those hours really quickly and get a bit of an understanding. Or the the challenges. I love the challenges. You know, they mm. just set up stuff within the game. So, I mean, as a consumer, it'd be so much fun just to be able to go. I'd like to just play a draft from. You know, yeah. Kamigawa or fourth, edi- mm. fourth edition or something like that. And just like, do it, and there's no. Like, wow, I've never seen these cards before. Yeah. This is off the hook. And you just have a feel for, like, hey, I played a stasis the other day. Now, when someone else talks about stasis, I understand what they're talking yeah. about and, uh, and, and laugh at the art and know what the card's about at the same time. I yeah. think what they, what they possibly could do is program uh, the, the cards of a cube. So you go, hey, you can draft modern cube. We've programmed 250 modern yeah. cards. You can play with some of them. This is but, not much of a, like a reward for that. No, there's though. no reward because for them you can only do it, it on Magic Online. Like yep. if you're that into modern, or if you're that into legacy, likely... I thought the original goal was to get rid of Magic Online because it was so clunky and it looked ugly as hell. I think that was their lofty goal, but it should. But, to, to but it should be. With, Otherwise, yeah. we end up with things like I mean, Board Game Geek, for example. That website is it looks like it's designed by people from the 1950s. It's just so clunky <laughs> and ugly and horrible. It's like a an old bulletin board from the you know burgeoning uh roots of the internet yeah. and it's still there and, and it's just it needs to get changed it's board game geek is the myspace of whatever facebook will come next mm. and we'll all be really happy with that because i think it's fucking garbage and it looks terrible mm. and magic online is kind of the same it's but, it's very ugly i mean it's fun and it does a lot of things but it just needs to be brought up into today they are targeted at very different people though magic online is definitely a format like a, a program for people that want to play paper magic but they want to play more of it yeah so it is pretty much paper magic everything you do in magic online is very easy like it's it's mim- mim- mimicking the paper magic mm-hmm. Arena, on the other hand, is mimicking a Hearthstone-esque game. Yeah, play. yeah. You're not playing. They want to get it onto. You're not playing paper magic. Stuff. You're just playing a, you know, a, an attractive game. Yeah. yeah. So I think which, which which is magic. Magic can be magic as we see it in our mind is not magic online. Yeah. Magic online is very functional, very pragmatic. It's ugly as sin and clunky as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the tagline. <laughs> <laughs> that, that being said, I don't play Magic Arena. I, I have the option to, but I've just well, like playing I said earlier on, I don't either. But like, yeah, I know it is. It's you imagine your own perfect console slash PC version in your head and go, why can't they do that? But there's you know a million different versions of that for everybody all mm. the way around the world, isn't there? And yeah. and even booting up Magic Arena more recently, and I can draft Corsa against the AI, draft Dominaria against the AI, and I can jam these games and just like find a game really quickly and play with my draft deck and go five three and be like, that barely took an hour and a half. Wow, sweet. And then go, eh. and then just play a draft of Magic Online right after. It's it's like you have to get used to it, but but it feels a little hollow. It feels like when I said before about. I'm always looking for games to be contributing to a larger whole. When I play mm. Magic Online, I feel like I'm preparing for Magic. I'm, I'm preparing for tournaments or I'm preparing for my Magic career at large. Whereas Arena feels like, 
oh, it's glossy, man, nice. Like, for, like I would stream Magic Arena. Yes, yes. I wouldn't practice for a GP on Magic Arena. I think that's really the, my bottom line with it. I was listening to some streamers say that uh, Magic Arena has been fantastic for them because it brought a bunch of people over to watching Magic. No, because it's more None vis- of them visual. have heard about even the Pro Tour, but yeah. they're watching Magic being yep. played because it's attractive now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so they've got a bunch of new streamers, but I don't think Magic Online is targeted at us. Yeah, Magic Arena's not targeted. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, Magic Arena's not I know, I think it's us. more targeted at me. Who wants to come home, sit down and play something quick fire? Yeah. I don't want to have to learn how to use an interface. Yeah. That being said, I couldn't even make Magic Arena knowledge that I was in the room <laughs> the last time I had a look at it. So, we'll see. Uh, Stephen Edmund, is Wall of Kemp, Kelp, is Wall of Kelp the hero that Homeland's needed or deserved? Not sure what the question is asking, but I do love Wall of Kelp. Yeah. Right. Right. What, what is of, Wall of Kelp? Uh, it is a... Oh, okay. So it's a 0-2 defender for like a two and a blue. And if it would be dealt damage, you can pay blue to make a Kelp token or you're, something. You're so oh, close, you're so all far. over it. Yeah. <laughs> it is, it is uh, blue, yeah. blue yeah. For, yeah. for a wall. A two mana, that's what I said. Um, and you can maybe pay blue, blue and tap it to make yeah. a zero one one Kelp token. Uh, sorry, a zero one one Kelp token that acts as a... Wall? Wall of Kelp. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that acts as a wall. That's a sweet card. It is. Limited, yeah. yeah. You know what? That's the most expensive card in Homeland. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 12 bucks. 12 bucks. 12 dollars. Why? That's fucked up. (laughs) So, now that you know that information that we've told you, is Wall of Kelp the hero that Homeland's needed or deserved? Yes. Thank you, Stephen. Um, I'll be seeing Stephen at my 10-year high school reunion on Saturday. Yeah, well, That's an 03 as well, by the way, not an 02. No, why weren't Mishka and I invited to your high school reunion? Did you guys go to my high school? No. Oh. I mean, how do you know? It's crazy. We might you have graduated done. by the time I got to high school. Yeah, was it, when I was in year 12, you were in like year 9? That's I don't know. weird. I started in 2007. Yeah. So. We were both in year 9 <laughs> when you were in year 12. <laughs> All right, Dean Lovett uh, has asked... What is love? Uh, baby, don't, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. Don't hurt me no more. No more. He said, what is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't, don't hurt, hurt me, me no more. No. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No, no more. Oh. What is love? Is there anything else in that song? No. That's it, isn't it? Oh, and there's... Yeah, that's it. Is that, are we done? He's got his answer. Which was a riff in all of those sort of songs back in the day. Oh, Gustav Oon. Gustav. Gustav Oon. Am I more likely to find true love by playing Constructed or Draft? Oh, that's going to... There's not going to be any contest, is there? Okay. The lie, yeah. the greatest lie ever told, is that constructed magic is like what magic is about. Right. When they started out, they made they only had constructed because it was because it was the way to to be like, oh, colors do this and colors do that and this kind of thing. But what they did was they invented a system in which constructed is an option. But limited is like the pure, delicious. Um, what's it like? Yeah, constructed, constructed is like bread. 
<laughs> and limited is like cake. All right. What a cake. There you go. So I agree with you that limited is where you're going to find true love. Mm. But I think that from a viewer perspective, it is not as good. So I think, for example, so the recent Pro Tour was all constructed formats. Mm-hmm. And it's been one of the most successful, uh, in terms of viewing, yep. successful Pro Tours in recent oh, history. Oh, for sure, yeah. People hate watching draft. People hate watching limited. It's one of the most banal and boring things to a lot Why? of people. I don't believe that. People don't like watching tutus bash into each other. Yeah, yeah. So they go, oh my God, he's played a mountain and he's played a basic forest. Oh, he's played a tutu with no abilities. But you Great. get that's, all these pretty... weird scenarios that come up all the time. Which like, is what we love about limited. Yeah, 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 which yeah. is... Yeah, which but it is doesn't the... make for a fantastic viewing experience. I don't mm-hmm. think. But so a lot of it's people... like watching a sporting event and seeing the like if you play if you're watching football and the the guy that you've laughed at the whole season dribbles up past two players and sticks it in the back of the net. You go, oh my god, did you see that that dude did this? You know, against this team. That's what drafting is all about. It's like no, I did okay, this okay. with this okay. other card and pulled off this bullshit thing and just happened to win it. It's, I've got, I've it's got an great. analogy for you. Yeah, so on. imagine you've got... Um, you know how Germany was lauded as a team that was very, like, they could play well, really well together? Mm. So imagine Is this got, in the last World Cup are we talking about? No, not last World Cup. And they played really well together. Yeah. So imagine that is constructed. Mm. So really well gelled teams playing together, uh, like, players playing together on their team to, to, to win. Limited is like if you split all them up, none of them played together before. Like, you've got a German player, a Spanish player, a... Uh, Italian player and Australian player all playing on the same team. Oh, Australian player. Yeah, no, no, can exactly. I get rid of that one and, that, and sub in one of That's your zero one for two. Um, with no ability. That's your wall, that's your wall of kelp. It's an Australian player. He's going to just absorbing stuff, but he can't ever win the game. But he has a huge beard. <laughs> and then you're asking them to play together. With never having played together, they don't speak the same language or anything. Yeah. Okay, that's no, international football. No, better, better analogy. Yeah. <laughs> Rates it himself. Here we go. We'll be the judge of that. Uh, in my opinion, um, watching the two best teams in the world play against each other. Yeah, it's the worst. Um, that's constructed. Oh, Playing see, I don't like football that. on the pitch, feet on the ground, you're doing everything, making every move. If you make a mistake, you're liable for your mistake. That's limited. Okay, you, you would hate to watch yourself play football. I would fucking hate to watch <laughs> yeah. myself play football. But I will love to play football. And I will watch Premier League. All, that, that's, it's perfect. That's the analogy it. yeah, is perfect. perfect. The first perfect round analogy. of last... This is returning on a football podcast. The first round of the last... Of the, of the English Premier League this year, I watched... Manchester United play against Leicester, and I was bored to tears. Very sad. I have, boring I've game. been a fan of Manchester United since birth, because you get told who you follow. And that's it. I'm going to go for no one else. I will always go for Manchester United. Terrible match to watch. Just couldn't bear to see it. Then I watched later on, it was something like Fulham versus Crystal Palace. And it was just insane. It was brilliant. It was bang to bang. Yeah. It was two twos fighting against each that's other it, for it, pure yeah, yeah. survival. Mm-hmm. And they're just desperate to do anything. And they're all trying. It's it wasn't these big, not get these big bombs all in, mashed together, just doing shit, just going, oh, we should be doing really well, but yeah, whatever. Sanchez. Interested. Fuck. I know, exactly. He's useless. I oh, say- my God. <laughs> Every part, sorry, football <laughs> podcast, every part, without fail, someone else, three foot short of where it should be. <laughs> and it would just go, he'd, he'd leave his foot and not reach the thing and it would get intercepted. And I was like, 
One time. Sure, man. You're just warming back up into it. You didn't play the World Cup. Sure, okay. You're cold. Again. Again. Again, again, again. He did it ten times. He was billed as being hot before. How much money does that guy get paid to play football? A lot of money. So much. He's one of the most expensive players in the world. So Gustav Un asked this football question. Am I more likely to find true love by playing constructed or drafted? Limited. I I think you're going to find more love uh, playing... Constructed? You'll say your no, votes for constructed. No, my, my vote is for draft. Well, what are you arguing for constructed? Because I'm saying it, uh, <laughs> it's better to watch. I love playing limited. Right. I hate watching it. Yep. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Well, that's probably the more the experience. I also thing hate watching true love. Oh, stop! Yeah, stop! That was garbage. Ah, yeah, that was when garbage. you're doing it, you're like, oh, well, look at us. I'm so great. <laughs> <laughs> so many yeah. great metaphors. There you go. Gustav. Although, who was the main actor in that? That. Uh, Oh, yeah, for her from the piano, but she grew up. Anna Paquin? Yeah, she Paquin? was great. The rest of the cast, terrible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. She's good in, she hasn't been in much recently. Oh, True Blood. Oh, True Blood. That was what it was, not True Love. What's True Love? You don't like watching True Love. Yeah, if you're caught in a party and there's two people. Ugh. Ugh. Like, come on. That's the worst. Thankfully, Stop. we're all in long-term relationships, so we don't oh, have to deal with that. One more question, by the way. Oh, do we? Yeah, it was from oh. the from Oh, Shannon McSparlin says... What will it take for Wizards to make a new modern Masters that people want to buy? That people want to buy. Um, what it need to be is another modern Masters, as opposed to modern Masters two, iconic Masters. Uh, modern Masters one and three were great. Yeah, yeah, and even two in retrospect was actually Decent. okay compared to iconic Masters. What was the Masters difference 25. then? What did two, where did two go wrong that one and three were um, good? Just their reprint equity. They they really juiced it up for three. They put Fetchlands, Liliana the Veil, Snapcaster Mage, all, all these all these great reprints. Yeah. Tarmogoyf, uh, Damnation. Um, Surely their goal is to get a taste of the um, secondary market, right? So but why not they just They don't print? acknowledge the secondary market. And yeah. they don't. They can say whatever <laughs> but they three, want. three, it was but, so obvious. But if they just so went, obvious. all of these sick cards that are worth the most money, there you go. There's a, there's a buy more from us instead of the secondary market. Well, see, the thing is, they also want to make it a fun format to draft because yeah. they also want to sell like packs to draft as well. So they need to make yeah, a but format like Misty, Misty, to draft. Misty Rainforest and your rare slot doesn't make a good draft format. No. So, so yeah. it's kind of like th- them... They they do acknowledge the secondary market. No, no, they acknowledge the true tradition. Doing they, well? they want to mesh the two, right? <laughs> <laughs> they, they they do. Yeah, yeah. They 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 definitely want to interact with it by not interacting. Wasn't with it. Modern Masters one actually a good draft format as well? It was very good. Yeah, wouldn't it was a lot of fun. Would you think if we had an afternoon that we could look at all the cards from MTG history and come up with? Isn't that just a cube? Aren't they creating a cube? They're just creating a sick, yep, yep, sick mm-hmm. set, a cool of, cube of yeah. of, of, uh, of mm-hmm. cards. That could be done and have some pretty valuable cards in there. Take a taste of the secondary market, also make it draft. Yep. So what's difficult? You you put the what you do is you make a sweet draft format and then you make all the rares cool reprints. It's because like all the stuff that's good in draft is not really the rares. Like I pass my rares a majority of the time in M nineteen draft. Mm. Uh, in mm. Modern Masters twenty seventeen as well. We did in Dominaria, yeah. You'd open a bomb. You'd open Slimefoot. You take it over a. A, a whatever a black blade reforged or mm. or, or whatever uh, what was that one 
There was the plus X plus X. You can can attach it to legendary. There was plenty of times you finish a Dominaria draft and look at it and just go, I haven't got a single rare and Mm. I'm feeling quite fine. (laughs) It's also why I'm feeling pretty spurned when it comes to M19, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, cool. (laughs) So the the question though was uh, whether they will release it. So is it in their wheelhouse to release a good? I don't think Modern Masters Four is on their radar. I think on their radar is Casual Masters Conspiracy. (laughs) Do you reckon you they're conspiracy set? Uh, Battlebond was in, in place. Okay. I, I think another conspiracy. Yeah. No, not for a while. Uh, Unstable, Battlebond, both went really well. They are focusing on secondary products that are either innovative. Was too wordy. It's too it was, wordy. It was actually the most complicated draft format I've yeah. played in, in years. It's just yeah. for your really intense Magic players. Very, I, was, yeah. I was so excited about that. It was that. for the franchise. I just opened up a few cards and I was like, oh, there's no way I can absorb this set at all. Yeah. Yeah, um, so I think for the Masters thing, though, you've got to consider what are their goals. Hmm. Now, what, are, what are they trying to do? I'm saying they're trying to get the uh, secondary market, but you're saying no. I think I they're mean, trying to sell product. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah they, product, just, yeah. they just want to make um, money, right? Yep. So how do they, what how are they approaching? Are they thinking, by winking at the secondary market yeah. and being Wink, like, yeah. "Oh, how do you like oh those apples?" And so they're going, "Here's a bunch of great cards that you want to buy, um, but you can't get hold of them because the rarity's there or the cost is too great." Um, so you can, there's those, but now here's a whole bunch of shit jammed in to try and make the whole thing balanced. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To make the draft to make draft interesting, and so you open a pack and it's got. Uh, uh, um, Hydra, some crappy Hydra in it. I love Hydras. And, and but, but you paid fifteen dollars <laughs> for a pack. Primordial Hydra, good memories. It like it's a swick. terrible card. No, it's a terrible card. But <laughs> it's a good card for limited. So you open yeah. it in a draft and you're like, sweet, I'll take this Hydra. I'm going to win the draft now. You open it as a fifteen dollar pack, which a lot of people foolishly think of these as an investment, and they go, I got a I got a fifty cent Hydra for my rare, and you, and you yeah. spent fifteen dollars on. On, on, on what feels like should have been a good investment. Whereas if you open three packs and you go Hydra, Hydra, Misty Rainforest, you're like, bam, I did it. It's so, so she- good. Seamus is asking, uh, it seems like, so that so that's uh, Wizard's approach. Mm. Seamus is asking, when am I going to be able to buy a booster that's going to have, I'm going to open up and there's going to be some sick value in there. I'm going to be able to go, wow, yeah. I've got all these really awesome cards now. They, they have to balance the good value with the good draft format. So you have a reason to open it that's not just opening it, but if you open it, you don't feel spurned. Or they like can you drop the Hyper. price to that of a normal set. Uh, yeah. Like, well, why do why they why charge do that? that much money for them? Like, yeah. is it, they... Yeah, I don't understand why because they can. Because they can. They can, sure. I know, but, but can. that's the problem, isn't it? That's because if you, yeah. you know, six fifty or seven bucks, whatever you're paying for your boosters, and, mm. and you get all these, you you get all these sick cards in there that are, are really like when people say it's a value card. If it's a if it's a ten dollar card in a thirteen dollar booster, it's less value than if it's a ten dollar card in a six dollar booster pack, right? Mm, well, you, you feel differently about it. It's it's not actually that you feel differently about it. The market will respond accordingly. Yeah, that's Car- true. Cards cards are only worth what people will pay for them in, in well, terms of rev- availability. Y- yeah, but but also like if if a card is worth more than a booster pack is worth in an expected value, why would every single store in the world ever sell a booster pack? You just crack them all and sell the singles, right? That's true. So then the so then the market responds. And the prices of the singles drop to match the price of the booster packs. Yeah. So they have to keep the pack value high or it'll tank all these prices and everyone will be upset. 
if you can open a six dollar pack and get a hundred, you can't get a hundred and fifty dollar Tarmogoyf in a six dollar pack. Yeah, that's true. Like those two things are mutually exclusive. So, but you, opening a thirteen dollar pack and getting a fifty cent rare. That feels it, shit as well. That, the master set that's where very, that's very where high up. variance. You're either going to get exactly. absolute crap or you're going to get an amazing card. Which is where the community has been spurned because if you open an Iconic Master's box, which costs you oh, oh, how much was it retail when it came out? $350. Yeah. You could open like $80 worth of value in there. Mm. And then all the prices tanked because people were like, why would we ever do this? And then everywhere around the world slash their prices. It makes all the singles go down. And then it, it, it's just... It's bad for them to put bad cards in the sets. I mean, that's that's yeah. pretty obvious. Yeah. So they need to reduce the price and then also... Reduce the price a bit, a but, bit. but also make the reprints... So make the expected value and the price of a booster similar. And yep. also, it's kind of it sounds to me like it's better off... You're always better off just either playing the Master Set as a draft mm-hmm. or if you're buying it for value... Get a box. I mean, that's always true. It's never the correct value to open booster packs. Yeah, you just should never buy a box and open it. But no, but I'm I mean, saying, no, no, but I you mean, get buy, buy a box. B- don't buy, buy, buy boxes. Buy boxes. Buy boxes. But I'm, I think that's it, though. If you buy a box, there's more chance of the expected value to plateau across that yeah. box mm-hmm. than if you buy single boosters every now and again. Yeah, because you could just open six dud packs and mm-hmm. have three dollars worth of cards in your hand which is what spending. i did in my one iconic masters draft that i did yeah i opened crap <laughs> across Tales all three packs it was at games lab in in melbourne oh and i was no like wonder. so i lost my first round it was really <laughs> really tight and i was like what are the prizes for going two one and they're like oh there's no prizes i was like i paid fifty dollars for three iconic masters packs and they're like yeah. enjoy them Enjoy. <laughs> and I left. Look, look at the yeah. shiny wrapper on the floor. Pick it up. Take it home. Throw it in the bin. All right. That's cool. I think that was, that's listener questions, unless any have come in last minute. Um, we might get to them later on. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll decide who wins the pack and get back to you. And we'll bust some boosters that the listener is about to win. Bust the boosters! Bam! All right, we've got two boosters to burst. Let's just get through the M19 booster. Yeah, oh, first. Yeah, 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 just, one first. Yeah. just get it out of the way. Uh, and then we're going to have fun with the Homelands Yeah, one. exactly. Yeah. Like from Alex Dad. Vegetables before your, your sponsored. Your this whole your segment yeah. sponsored by Alex Dad. Thanks, Alex Dad. What's, what, would he, what, would we plug? what would we plug for Alex? Tasmania. Tasmania. <laughs> Visit Tasmania. Yeah. He's got an X in his name. His name's Alex. Also Al- got, Ale X Dad. I was, I was getting to that. He's also got Ale in his name. And dad in wow. his name. His middle name's Beer. We have a knight token and a something else. All right. <clears throat> Omen Speaker, one and a blue for a creature, human wizard, 1-3. When Omen Speaker stats, enters the one, battlefield, three. scry 2. There's a lot of 1-3s in this format. That's um, all right, isn't it? It's pretty good. It's pretty solid. Yeah. 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 It's going to block a lot of Not things. Not first picking it, though. It's going to uh, let you scry a bit a little bit. doesn't cost you a lot. Hmm. Hmm. Goblin Instigator. This is probably going to come up in uh, topic discussion later on, my gripes. Um, One and a red for a 1-1 creature, Goblin Rogue. When Goblin Instigator enters the battlefield, create a 1-1 red Goblin creature token. One of the linchpins of the red-white go-wide deck, which is one of the best decks in the format. I also don't think you're going to first pick this, but it's it's good. I mean... I have before. Really? Yeah, when I thought it was a lot better than it was. Oh, yeah. 
It's, oh, really? it's I had okay. a deck like four or five of them in it. It was great. We did just say Dude. the format's full of one threes, but you need stuff like Goblin Instigator and your go wides. Yeah, that's pretty much it, isn't it? You go wide. I, I like this card, but how often do we get into these where it's like it's never the first four or five cards that you go, you're never going to first pick it? It's it's pretty much always, isn't it? <laughs> you never... Yeah, I mean, like, I, I feel like Dominaria had some really, really good. Yeah, um, that's true. Uh, removal spells are common that I'd take over most of the uncommons yeah. and rares, but this mm. is not that sort of set. <laughs> Sidebody plummet one and a one and a green for a destroy target creature with flying at instant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sometimes Everybody. you do need to mainboard these though. Uh, yeah. I think this format a lot of flyers. Flyers tend to be quite good in this. Format. Yeah, there's a there's a couple decks that have real trouble dealing with yeah, the so flyers. I d- depending on the rest of my deck, I might mainboard one of these. Mm-hmm. So that's not bad because that's the thing. I lean on flyers quite a lot. That's the kind of evasion that I think and that that'll get yeah. it done for me. And if I feel like I've got a broad spread of creatures with flying, I think I'm, I'm probably going to get it done anyway. Just because and when someone not the best cards, when someone plummets your mythic rare dragon in game one, you feel yeah <laughs> like conceding and quitting magic on the spot. So there's that. <laughs> there's always that, which would give you mind rot for two and a black uh, sorcery <laughs> target player discards two cards. See if I can segue into the next card on um, every single occasion. A, a, another one that I've been bringing <gasps> out of the sideboard because. Uh, there's a lot of decks that are looking to build towards one big bomb points and mind rotting the last two cards in hand has been yeah all right but but that's only late game sort of play right you don't want to do it early on and um and like burn the middle two you want to do it when they have two cards when they have no choice and mid mid game sort of play if you do it too late then you're just not doing anything yeah uh, as long you, as they're discarding two cards. It's usually they're holding on to something or trying to get enough land out to, to do something with that card, right? Mm. You can't afford to main deck it, though, because there's so many aggressive decks. Because if you go too long into the game, you'd need Abnormal Endurance. <laughs> uh, one and a black for an instant. Until end of turn, target creature gets plus two, plus zero, and gains when this creature dies, return it to the battlefield tapped under its owner's control. Uh it's okay as far as combat tricks go. It usually means that your creature's going to trade up, so your 3-3 three, three can suddenly trade for a 5-5. Five, five. Uh, and when I say trade, I mean, like, it trades an abnormal endurance for a 5-5 five, because five, you get your creature back. Yeah. Uh, I've actually been pretty impressed with this, and every time someone plays it against me, they always do it on a creature with the enters the battlefield ability. Yeah, funny that. Fancy. <laughs> uh, so if you were trying to avoid the brown trousers time, uh, because if you know, the brown trousers weren't there, you might do some bog art. Bog art brute, let's say, for two and a red, three two. With it's a creature, goblin warrior with menace. Good, yeah. Not first picking it. No, it's all right though, isn't it? Goes in pretty much every red deck. Yeah. I wouldn't sure. not main deck it. Three two menace is fine. Yeah, it's great. Mm. Oh, I've got no say with this one. Invoke the divine two and a white <laughs> instant. Destroy target artifact or enchantment. You gain four life. Are you a main life decking, gain. Main decking one of these vampires. No, I don't think so. But honestly, this format's sort of passing me by. So I'm not into, like. <laughs> I have no opinion like, about this. If, <laughs> if, if it was <laughs> Dominaria, at this point, I'd be like 30 drafts in. Yeah. But no, I don't, I'm not that foreign. It was the life gain thing on this, though. It's because like, life like, gain I'm, was always stupid and unnecessary. And then you start. Well, this is incidental in so, a way. So, yeah, this, this is <clears> incidental. <throat> so if you want one main deck. You aren't more likely to put one in your main deck if you want a life gain payoff. It's just kind of if it ever triggers your random life gain matters yeah. thing. Woo woo! 
but it's like it never does, does it? It never, it never does. Maybe I would mainboard one of these because one of the better decks right now is the artifacts, the blue white artifacts. Yeah, you can blow up the arcane. Yeah, and then green has a lot of good auras in it as well. Yeah, all all the white, uh, white auras um, are okay. Green order, green auras are fantastic. And then, and then there's just random mill decks that are all around all the time. So. Uh, yeah, Psychic Corrosion yeah. and Millstone. Maybe it would main board one of these. Uh, there's also... Um, uh, what's the white one called? Luminous Bonds. Yeah. Mm. Which oh, you, yeah. Which you can blow up. And Hieromancer's Grasp, which are both Hate. enchantment removal spells that you want to blow up if you're white. Wow. Conversation that would... Uh I'd enjoy drinking a Red Bull uh, along while I'm listening to this. And uh, that, a Red Bull would give you wings. So does Pegasus Corsa oh for two and a white. Segway time. Uh, <laughs> Pegasus Corsa, we all know this one, don't we? One and a three yeah. flying. When Pegasus Corsa attacks, another target attacking creature gains flying until so end of good. turn. I love this card. I love this card. Number one, Pegasus. I forgot to get my one signed by the artist when I met him oh, in Singapore. That would have been good. Um, just the person just being very reverent towards a little horse, like, hello, can Mateus I ride you? Kalaros. Yeah. Kalaros. Um, lovely artwork. Here we go. Great card, too. Great horse. I want to tell him, I've won a lot of Dominaria drafts with your card. Thank you very much. How many Mateus. corset drafts have you won with this card? W- one. Oh, okay. Yeah. It we... was in one of my red white decks. It wasn't. The two red white decks I've got three over. <laughs> it's so bad. That wasn't Battle of the Flying Frog, was it? That was that was what we jumped it with, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Fly, yeah. The uh, flavor of it is there's a giant frog spirit on the back of a Pegasus, like <laughs> ah, yeah, that's nice. strong Pegasus, strong yeah. Pegasus. Yeah. So instead of crossing a, a meadow on the back of a horse, I'd rather creep like a field creeper to colorless mana uh, for a two-one. That's about it. It's an artifact creature. It's a scarecrow. Uh, cool art. Anthony Palumbo. Oh, he's been around for a while. I am yet to main deck this. Brothers Palumbo. I've played it once in a like a blue artifact deck where I made it into a 5-5 five, five and turn 3 and bashed yeah. my opponent with it. Dope. Is it just like an artifacts matters kind of yep. card? You wouldn't play it otherwise. Yeah. Aviation Pioneer. Forgot about the segue. Two and a blue for a 1-2. Creature, human artificer. It's a grandma holding a uh, model she's made. When Aviation Pioneer <laughs> enters a battlefield, create a 1-1 one, one colorless Thopter artifact creature token with flying. Oh, she's creating the Thopter. Yeah. Oh, it's funny how quickly I throw Grandma under the bus after I play this card. They're like, attack with the three, thing. I'm like, oh, yeah. screw this one, too. I'm throw it under there. I really like this card, actually. This card's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. There's a lot of artifact payoffs in blue and white, and I think that that the, the, the ETB of the artifact is quite relevant. I'll create a one one. Okay, 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 mm. cool, cool. That's it seems my... pretty, pretty underpowered, doesn't it? It seems pretty light on when you first look at it and read it. It's it doesn't play that way though. These, yeah, yeah these the cards that make one one <clears throat> thopters uh, with random body have always been good. Yeah, um, there was one in Magic Origins gear per gear crafter, which was a two one that made a one one and in red, and it was so good. It was just like. It was way, way, way better than anyone ever thought it was. And, and this yeah. has lots of artifact payoffs. Yeah. Okay. Cool. This is my pick right now. Mine's Pegasus oh. Corsa. Yeah. Also, Aviation Pioneer is... I'll put that up the top there. That's Michigan's pick. Uh, Arcane Encyclopedia for a three, for three colorless artifact. Uh, three again and tap it. And you get to draw a card. No, I 
don't want to do that. There's not very many mana sinks in this format, so this is a good way to seal out the late game. But whether you're getting <clears> to the late game is the question. I quite like having one of these in my deck if um, if I'm not playing an aggro deck. I'll sideboard it out as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Would you, I mean, if you drew this in your opening hand, you'd be upset, wouldn't you? I think you're all right with it. You don't yeah. want to play this as a three drop and just have it hanging no, out there. You, you, you play it on turn six with, with six lands. Um, I'd, I actually quite like that card. If, if the game goes long, like Aaron said, there's not many mana sinks in this format. So mm. if you've got some way of gaining some advantage with a, with a stalled out board, it's just going to take over mm. the game. Do you need to have an artifact matters deck to be playing this? No, no, no it, you're it, quite happy just it's for it honestly to do its just own like thing. The, the games in this core set are so... The power level is so low... You're just staring at each other until someone top decks something. So yeah. once it gets turn six, turn seven, turn eight, if you're going, draw my card for the turn, oh, it's a land, draw a card with an arcane encyclopedia, oh, it's a spell, you just win yeah. so many of those games where you draw three extra cards than them in the important bits mm. of the game. Uh, and, and so you just need stuff like this. And you can see the rest of the pack is all just like power and toughness. Yeah. And, and so does incidental. it matter what tempo you're playing at? You wouldn't you... put it in your aggro deck yeah. because you run out of... Like, you don't want to put it in your curve, like you said. Um, but in any mid-range or more controlling deck, you want... Yeah. I think you want one of them in almost any deck that's not an aggro deck. Yeah. Okay, that seems makes sense. Uh, Dryad Greenseeker. One in a green for a 1-3 creature Dryad. You can tap it and look at the top card of your library. If it's a land card, you may reveal it and put it into your hand. This is none of the cards that a lot of people were very, very high on. I think <clears throat> that's my pick now, actually. Oh, really? I'll swap yeah, it out. Yeah, I would still take the Pegasus Corsa just because Pegasus Corsa... <laughs> like, Dryad Greenseeker really makes you tend towards being defensive. Pegasus Corsa has the same body, but can also be aggressive as well. Dryad mm. Greenseeker, like, I've drawn so many cards off it and I've still lost that game. Well, can you imagine how badly you lost the game if you didn't draw the cards yeah. off it? Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. I think my, my reason for having Pegasus Corsa first is that panic that I want to get it done quickly. I, I can't mm. sit back and be comfortable in the game and just yep, be, sure, sure. be sure of where I'm heading. I get that feeling. You, you want the game to be... Like, if you're ahead, you want to be ahead until you win. Yes. You don't want to be ahead and then it feel it slowly slip away from you. That they or have chip to rethink and change gears and then do this thing. Dryad Corsa. Uh, Dryad, Dryad Corsa. Uh, dried green. It does play very similarly to Corsair of Griffiths. Green yeah, right. Seeker, yeah. It's, uh, it's, just, it's just fantastic because it blocks the early game. Like you, yeah. you play your you play your turn to dried green green seeker green, green seeker. seeker, and it's going to you know block two, four, six, even damage. And if you can activate it and draw one land off it, it's already just like yep. mm-hmm. in, in it's a, a, a it's where, a great card. It yeah. really is quite good. Yeah. Okay, so you take green seeker. Yeah. Pegasus Corsa then Aviation Pioneer or you take no, Aviation Pioneer? I'd take Aviation Pioneer over Pegasus Corsa. Oh, really? You'd go Dried, Green Seeker, Aviation Pioneer, Pegasus Corsa? Mm. <sighs> I'd, oh. take, I'd take Corsa because I like white better than like green. Yeah, uh, actually, that, that's, that's the other thing I was going to say. Green is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's, here's a blue card to throw into the mix anyway. We've got Surge Mare, two blue... Creature Horsefish, that always gets everyone excited, for a zero five. also what gets everyone excited. <laughs> Surge Mare can't be blocked by green creatures. When Surge Mare deals damage to an opponent, you may draw a card. If you do, discard a card, and you can pay one and a blue for Surge Mare gets plus two, negative two, until end of turn. But this card is fantastic, I think. 
This has been pretty underwhelming really? to me. Yeah, really, because um, you you've got it. You've got the two mana to play it, and then you've got the two mana to make it a plus two neg two. So yeah, you've got a, like, okay, so you've it, got a two three. So okay, let's curve, say let's really. say a typical scenario. I managed to draw both the islands that I need to be able to play this on turn two. You play, uh, let's say, a two three. I have to invest mana in this to be able to even attack with it, and I can't attack with it. So it's it's good as a zero five. It's good as a defensive mm. card in a double blue deck. But the fact that you have to put mana into it, what you want when you're drawing and discarding cards is to be able to play a spell in that turn. The times where you really want this, it turns two, three, four, five, six, not later in the game because then they have whatever they want to block it with so it's like in all the situations that you slot it in in the game for it to yeah. deal damage to you have opponent. to put mana into it say you do that on turn four and you hit him for two you're like yes draw a card discard a card you've only got two mana left like it's it doesn't it doesn't actually fit into your game plan very well in the curve every single time i've played it i've been like great blocker that's it that's that's the end the you were mentioning before how the power level of this format was quite flat mm-hmm. um and Typically in formats like this where the power level is quite flat, if mm. there's no, if you're not playing an aggressive deck, yeah. then you're going to end up uh, in a situation with whoever draws the most lands loses. Yeah. Uh, this is a way to mitigate that. that is same, with, same with the dry yeah. uh, green, green Seeker. Green Seeker. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 it's Green's another way to, is what it should have been Green's called. Keeper. To mitigate the <laughs> threat of flooding. Yeah. So with, yeah. with the Green Seeker, you're drawing all those excess lands and then spells, theoretically. Mm-hmm. With this one, you're looting them away. Yep. I would like to see dried greenskeeper like a like a, a dryad sitting on a like a, a on a, a ride on mower ride on mower Forrest <laughs> yeah. Gump style just flying across a, uh, a field dried with some greenskeeper yeah grass he's cuttings. mowing his friends though if you're a dryad you're made of wood and you're chopping up your friends no. on a ride on mower yeah you're not chopping <laughs> up your friends you're chopping up the grass you don't care about grass you're a tree you're a tree yeah <laughs> all right grass scum <laughs> grass scum uh, we have our final uh, common card, which is our land card, Cinder Barons. Uh, which is, That's me. That is you. Uh, but Aaron, land. Aaron. Cinder Baron enters the battlefield tap. You can tap it for a black or a red. I love what they're doing with this, by the way. I really wish that they would keep doing this for all sets, where yeah. they put um, dual lands in the land slot. I think yeah. it's like one in three packs gets a dual land. Something like that. Yeah. It has made the draft format so much nicer. Yeah, so you can cool. actually just afford to splash. Like, I played a deck the other day. Um, on Tuesday, I played a four-color deck in mm. Limited. And I just picked up all the <coughs> dual lands. Because you have a bunch of jewels. Yeah. And it's it made it so more much more going interesting. around the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just puts More them fixing. into the pool, and it doesn't affect the quality of the packs that you open because you're not like, I got another one of those packs with three jewels in it again. That's just trash. Mm. Uh, it replaces the basic land slot. It makes it an interesting decision mid pack. Mm. If you're one or two of the colors, because you're like, oh, I could take this to splash, or I could take this like sideboard card. Um, it's good. It's great. I, I love them being in the pack. I'm definitely not taking it here. Oh no. Cool. Okay, our rare is Infernal Reckoning for one black. It's an instant. <laughs> Exile target colorless creature. Oh, you gain life equal to its power. Oh, I forgot about the life gain bit. This is unplayable. It is, isn't it? Because you're just waiting for them to have a colorless artifact creature. Mm. And then they go, Aviation Pioneer, make a 1-1. One, one, you're like, aha! Gain a life. Exile your Thopter. Is this a for life. a different format? This is for limited. Modern. Standard. Huh? So actually, like, okay, I'm oh, being semi- semi-serious. The um, there's a couple of decks that one of the recent GPs that played like one or two of these in the sideboard mm. against Hardikir and Scrapix Scrounger. 
Cool. Because you yeah. didn't want to exile both of them. Uh, also, possibly legacy and modern playable because Eldrazi are running rampant. In I was going to say. Cause and you can see an Eldrazi getting squished in the picture. He's squishing the crap out of an Eldrazi. Um, I would take Pegasus Corsair out of this pack, personally. I think I would too. I don't even think I have to muse over it. Where were you at? You were a lot oh. more complicated thoughts, Mr. Where were you at? I'm on the fence between the three, the, the two blue cards and then the, the green seeker. Mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't pick the green seeker because I think green is bad. Uh-huh. Probably the... Oh, I don't know. I mean, Surge Mare is kind of a commit because you want to be like yeah. 10 islands to be able to play that. I'd probably take the Pioneer then. Yep, cool. I think they're oh. all de- I think they're all pretty defensible picks. Like some people yeah. might take Arcane Encyclopedia. I honestly would yeah. also because it, it keeps your colors slightly, open slightly yeah, slower. Then I'd take 100 take this Encyclopedia. I, this is a weird pack. In a million years, I would never take an Arcane Encyclopedia. I've, it's I've not, just got it's that, not your style. I've just got that artifact yeah. phobia. I'm just like worried. I just like <laughs> yeah, just get yeah. stuck in something. I'd, but, ne- I'd need to feel like I was more active earlier on in the draft. Like I'm going to get something that's going to win me the game. Mm. And but the like is, th- that is going to win you the game. Exactly the way you just talked through. I'm thinking, yeah, I could see that. I yeah. could see you just been everything stalled up, and if That's, I'm drawing an extra card, it's, happy it's days. honestly like the the funny arc of w- when you start playing. It's like you go for inevitability and consistency early, and then as you play more, which I imagine you will get to at some point, you you do a you do a draft, and you're like, I don't think so. I've peaked. <laughs> you do a draft and you're like oh I've got a plan and my plan is to stall the hell out yeah. and win on like turn 30 I d- you know what I think it is is I just don't think I enjoy that kind of play oh yeah, then yeah. that's totally reasonable yeah. mm. I can sort I of love see it. it I love choking them out slowly yeah. with like crappy 2-1 flying and they're like kill it and you're like I think blink it and they're like <gasps> but you know what two, I think this comes two, back to two. the dinner conversation that we're having where it's all about and you can describe this better as to the solution for this what I do is I look at what's available and I work out each of my options and consider them all thoughtfully. And then I go back to the beginning and start doing that again. Mm. And I can't weigh up the pros and the cons. And then next turn, if I get there, <laughs> is that I, I start all over again and mm. I make the same decisions over and over and I become exhausted. So long games yeah. where I'm stalling and choking them out are just too long and too exhausting. Uh, yeah, yeah. And that's the problem. You... Um, uh, I, I, don't know, I, th- I think that you've described it pretty well, which is like you're, you're reevaluating the stuff with fresh eyes every turn. And, and what I do to not spend all that mental energy is develop heuristics, which is like, am I using this kill spell on a 2, 3, or 4 drop? Which is somewhere in the back of my mind, I don't know, because like there's always exceptions to it. Mm. But like it goes by feel, like once you have the iteration of... of it's, I think you said once, you said you, it's, it all comes down to you thinking... Has the board state changed? Changed, yeah. And mm-hmm. if it hasn't, why is the decision you made about that card yep. going to change? Yeah, like, um, if if I'm like, if I draw my fourth land, I'll do this, and then I'll do this, and then I'll do this. If you don't draw your fourth land, you're like, oh, then I don't need to worry about that thing. Yeah. I, I can just pass. Like, I'm, I'm happy with passing. Yeah. Hmm. All right, that was the exciting corset 2019. How are we going to look back on this set? Oh, we'll talk about it completely later. forgettable. <laughs> oh, come on. Save it for the pod. Oh, we're doing it now. Hey, this is a Homelands pack. What do we, do we look up? What year this came out? Homelands ninety six. I think uh, we got nineteen ninety five. Ninety five. Made in Belgium by Carter Mundi. One year old. One year old. Contents four. Contents. David eight. was also one year old. I was also one year old. I'm <laughs> the same age as Mishka. Um, 
Published by Wizards of the Coast, Inc., P.O. Box 707, Renton, Washington. Well, there might have been the same same digs. Hmm. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing, isn't it? But made in Belgium. Oh, they don't make them in Belgium anymore. Yeah. Oh, and it's got the weird tap symbol in there, because it says on the pack, Deckmaster Magic the Gathering, Homelands, the tap symbol, which looks like a football. <laughs> I can't even make out what that is. The- Oh, it used to be a tilted card with an arrow, with a curvy arrow in the middle of it. But it's so small that no one can so even make small it. So small, it's like what? Yeah, and they've got all the colours, which are all the same. All right, so let's let's do it, hey? Let's yeah, let's a, do it. Let's open a Homelands. Oh, it doesn't have the weird cracker pack thing. It's a bit tricky. I'll do it super delicately in case it has a uh, a wall of kelp in there. <laughs> a twelve dollar wall of kelp. Yeah, no out. foils. They didn't have foils back then. Oh, they didn't. They introduced foils in I think Exodus or something like that. There's also a chance that Alex hates us and he's just filled this full of um, just semen. No, oh, he could have done it with that. Uh, no, what was I going for? The um, ah, should have thought that through before I started that conversation. <laughs> filled it with the worst white, kind of white poisonous dust that was. Uh, oh, anthrax. Yeah. Anthrax. There we go. All right, I'm in. I'm in. I made a bit of a mess of the, the eight, wrapper. Uh, what are these? Eight card boosters? Eight card boosters. Ooh. Eight tradable game cards. I don't know why I immediately smelt it after saying Alex it's with a full of anthrax. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look. I'm immediately in love with this pack. <laughs> Here we go. Here, are you ready? This yeah. this one is fantastic. Do you want to have a shot at telling us what the card is before I tell you what yeah, it is? Yeah, sure. All right. <laughs> Resorian Badger. <laughs> this is fantastic. Okay, it's a three mana zero one. No, nah. no, I've no idea. Uh, it's a three mana two 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 uh-huh. and a two and a green uh-huh. for a two two. It's a summon badger. Mm. Summon them are good. Summon them aren't that good. <laughs> but I suppose you can. It's what it's saying is you can summon this badger, right? <laughs> summon a badger. I don't know if this means tap this picture that's on the side, but if Razorian Badger attacks and is not blocked, you may choose to have it deal no damage to defending player this turn. Great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Choices are fantastic. Ooh. If you do so. Remove from the game up to two target creatures from that player's graveyard. Gain one life for each creature removed in this way. Ooh, that's it. That's so a long bad. and convoluted, convoluted story, isn't it? You're like, okay, here we go. But no, in, in, a, in a certain format, that's got to have some value, right? Where they have a bunch of creatures that are coming back from their graveyard over and over and, and, and over spend again. Three mana and then attack with the creature. And it not be blocked. Yeah, and okay. you go, cool, do no damage. Nowadays, that would just be when it does combat damage to a player. Like, com- compare yeah. this to Death Gorge Scavenger, <laughs> which is just like a three mana, three, two. When it enters or attacks, just exile a thing from a graveyard. It gets a bonus like regardless. But I'm looking at an angry badger playing drums on a skull's head <laughs> with bones. Now that is worth the price of admission. Thank you, Heather Hudson. You've made my day. That's the artist. Here we go. Oh, he's got Amazing. That is a sick picture. So much. That is so good. <laughs> I want it tattooed on me. I love that That picture. is so good. That's like a band lot logo, isn't it? <laughs> we should start a band, Resorian Badges. The Resorian Badges. The Resorian Badges. I'll play the skulls. All right, in an eight-card booster, we have another green card. Right. Yeah. And it's one of the many cards that 
Mishka and I looked at but immediately forgot about because mm. <laughs> uh, I remember the woman's face. Uh, it's oh, is called, it the granny? Oh, no, it's the middle-aged granny. Oh, okay. uh, Autumn Willow, four and two green, six mana, four, four. Uh, wow. For a summon legend, Autumn Willow. I think that's her name, Autumn Willow. Mm. Sounds kind of like she's into crystals and shit mm. like that and reading horoscopes. <laughs> uh, cannot be the target of spells or effects... I forgot you didn't. Shroud, think. look at that. Yeah. Uh, and you can pay a green and get target play and make target Autumn Willow with spells or effects until end of turn. So you can pay a hey. green and then enchant her. And then boost her up, yeah. Can any player play the ability? No. No, target, target player. Oh, it's a target. six, six mana, four, four Hexproof. <clears throat> Oh, you could you could Shroud, pay green. Sorry, you could play pay green. And they say, Aaron, you can do whatever you want to her. <laughs> oh, thank you, <laughs> thank you, David. <laughs> oh, look at her. Yeah, she's yours for the weekend. She's even taking the shirt off. Yeah. Ooh. Is it, or is she just loosening the necklace? Or is, is she just necklace? going? Or is she just thinking about something? Autumn Willow. She's read a horoscope. Can't be the target of spells or abilities. I bet she is a bomb. That's a bomb. Yeah. In this format. Is a four-four that they can't kill with their terrible kill spells yeah but then you've got to spend mana to do stuff too is that what yeah but it's like of- but like this is back in the heyday where creatures were bad a six mana four four hex proof is like i might play that nowadays i played a six mana four five yeah. hex proof i was playing benthic giant in oh no what's it calcite snapper in um in dominaria the turtle, oh yeah 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 that's you, good. That's not that far off this. Do you yeah. think if you write to Mr. Rosewater, you can bring it back in a standard for you, Aaron? Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Mark. Yeah, Mark we'll do that. We'll Thanks. draft that Marky, later in the morning. Marky boy. In an eight-card booster, we have a third green card. What? Hmm. So well, it's pretty odds-on that we want to play green. <laughs> Hungry Mist. Aaron? Five mana, zero five. Nah. So Hungry, Hungry, Hungry Mist is a two... And two green, four mana, six two. <gasps> what? Yeah, <laughs> for a summon mist. <laughs> During your upkeep, pay two green or bury hungry mist. Oh, so you got to keep it going. Green, green. And there's some flavor text. If the air must feed, let it take the self righteous. Oh, it's just, it's just a six two, and you have to pay for it every turn. Yeah, you have to keep it going. Yeah. For it to be a six two, you could do some heavy beating with that. That's it's probably a, playable no, in this format. No, it's a wall. It's a 6-2. So, so, so before the creature type wall actually had rules that you had to know that said walls can't attack. This isn't a wall, this, though. This, this, can, this can attack. This can attack anytime oh, it wants. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah. you just got to keep it alive. Oh, you my gotta God. you got to pay two Oh, I thought it was like a mist wall. Which I understand barrier is it goes wow. in your grave. It's, it's not sacrifice. Graveyard. Sacrifice. Is it? Uh, oh no, Barry means Oh, Barry means destroy and it can't be regenerated Regenerated, right. yeah, yeah. Oh, That's not a bad card, card actually, is it? Wait a minute, are all of these cards This is a green card as well, is this how Homelands Went? Is it I all the cards so. Were the same colour? No, that seems really Because we have a fourth green this card This is a prank pack? Did he glue this? Did he hot glue this? No, no, look, it's got green on there See, see on, the, on the front? It's got green, so <laughs> green. it's a green pack Is it a green? Nah <laughs> No, that was Back in the day when, when, you, when you bought packs in <coughs> colours. Colour. This yeah. next card is called Shrink. Aaron? Um, two and a green for a 1-1 one, one human. Mm-hmm. Psychoanalyzed target creature. Okay. 
The one I've got. <laughs> the one I've got says shrink. It's a uh, one green. So just a green. So just green. Uh, for an instant spell, yeah. target creature gets negative five, negative zero until end of turn. It's pretty much pretty serviceable combat trick. Yeah. In this terrible format. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Look at that picture. Oh, it's so good. Hey, hey, hey. We've got a non-green card. What color is it? It's black. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it's called Torture. Oh, I know this. Uh, It's black, black for an enchantment. And it's black, put in minus one, minus one counter on this creature. Oh, you're so close. Torture is is black. Is a black enchant creature. Choose target creature... And or choose target creature, and then I sp- then it's like one black. Put a negative one, negative one counter on creature torture and tar- enchant. So you had it right. You just had the costs switched around. So what this is saying, you you choose a target creature. So you, it's, it's you get to enchant that creature, enchant creature but, but then you have to pay more to put negative one. Yeah. So if it's a five five, you enchant it for the price of casting, mm-hmm. and then you go all right next round. Here's Torture, two yeah, you're turning the screws oh, by yeah, paying yeah. black negative mana, one, yeah. negative one on you, negative one, yeah. So you can slowly wind up the grind. I imagine that that is actually the pick in this pack. <laughs> so far, no. I think the hexproof dude. Oh, the hexproof the thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And these got rarity. These are all common. We've got- they did have rarity, but they weren't printed on the card. So we'll have to look up what the rare is. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> wow. This next picture is just a bunch of dudes talking. It's called. <laughs> it's called <laughs> bunch of dudes talking. The art on this one from uh, Alan Rabinowitz is it's you know it's one of those well rendered. So I would say the people are well rendered, but the backgrounds are bonkers. <laughs> it's called Azen Bureaucrats. Yeah, one and a white uh, for summon bureaucrats. Is that how they? There, I say that. they, but it's a one-one, which kind of feels weird. Looks like they're, half, they're very small. They're half tough each. Yeah. Uh, you can tap it. And tap target creature with power no greater than two. Uh, I don't know what the flavor text says, but here we go. I would say that our bureaucrats are no better than vipers, but I shouldn't insult the vipers. Oh, that'll kind of lie. (laughs) Murat Murat (laughs) the Death Speaker. Murat the Death Speaker also had flavor text on one of these other ones. Murat the Death Speaker said, Yeah, he did. If the air must feed... Let it take the self-righteous. He's a very talkative. Well, it's going to take you, you dickhead. He's a speaker. He's a speaker. You can't talk him down for being talkative. Um, well, that's funny. <laughs> what does it do again? It's a bizarre card. It just sort of blocks oh, so him it down. Just, it can tap a creature so with power it doesn't power do much fighting. It just goes, tell you what, I'll just tap him down. I'll talk him out of having Yeah, fight. I mean, if the format is all about two power creatures, then this <clears> is great. Yeah. It's good. Really good. Our next card uh, is been uh, illustrated by Amy Weber, and I think she'd been on a holiday to the Great Barrier Reef. Is it Coral Reef? Is it Wall of Kelp? It's Coral Reef. Oh. How do you know what cards these are? He's looking them up on his uh, own. I know, but he knows before I even said he, what he it was. He said it's by Amy Weber, and the card I just happened to be looking at was by Amy wow. Weber. Wow. Coral Reef. But he's been, he's, he does. He knows what these cards are. Mm. He knows them. Alex, Alex Dad. In... In cahoots. In cahoots. <laughs> uh, coral Reef is two blue for an enchantment. When Coral Reef comes into play... Is it blue-blue or two blue, and... Blue-blue. Blue. Oh, okay, blue. Did I say blue-blue? You said two-blue. Oh, sorry. Blue-blue. But, blue. but, yeah, it's instead of two... Blue-blue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, blue, blue. gotcha, 
uh, enchantment. When coral reef comes into play, put four polyp counters on it. Oh, dear. <laughs> Ooh. Oy. Yeah. Uh, I had to get them removed the other week. Zero cost. <laughs> you can sacrifice an island to put two polyp counters on coral reef. Wow. Put more polyps. Then you have six polyps. <laughs> you can pay one blue, <laughs> a, a blue. Yeah. Tap target blue creature you control and remove a polyp counter from the coral reef to put a plus zero plus one counter on any target creature. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. What a lot of work. The hoops you have to jump through to get one. Can you tap? You can tap this. No, it's it's an enchantment. Target blue creature. Oh, it's an enchantment. It's not a creature. I was like, where's the power of toughness? No, but wow. it's like, it's tap target blue creature you control. So you need another blue creature. Yeah. Uh, and this. And this. And, uh, and then you remove a polyp counter to give something plus O plus one. Wow. It's getting the power from the reef. You've got four You've got four polyps to work with to start with. Amazing. I think we've all said that at some point in time in our lives. <laughs> Jeez. You've got four polyps to work with. Amazing. Oh, my God. If wow. You wanna, if you want to look directly into it. That is terrible artwork. Oh, we're at the end of the ride. We didn't get a wall of kelp. Look at that hammerhead shark. <laughs> it's just hanging out there. It's okay, such a 2D drawing, isn't it? Yeah. There's no depth or anything to it. It's fantastically weird. This next... Oh, see, I was going to say this next piece of art is a lot better. And I look down, illustrated by Rob Alexander. Is it Dark Maze? You bastard. <laughs> How does he know? He's just looking at like a twenty, a five by five grid, and both of the ones that you said have been on there. That's insane. Him and Alex have been up to something, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, there's something going they on. Go, there. Right. They go. Way what we're going to do is we'll send them a booster pack. All right, Mishka, you take them out, get them drunk, and then <laughs> give them some cards, and then just start naming them before they just even like, announce it's them. A dark maze, whatever, man. Yeah, yeah well, cold that would freak them out. Yeah, yeah, torture. Yeah, that's what I want. Shrink. Oh wow, that's what oh, it is. Oh wow. Oh, my God, dark maze <laughs> is four and a blue. For a summon wall. It's a 4-5. How do you feel about that? You excited? Yes. Good. Uh, for zero cost, Dark Maze can attack this turn. Oh. At end of turn, remove Dark Maze from the game. Dark Maze cannot attack the turn. It comes under your control. What is the flavor of this card? So it's like a wall. Oh, the flavor. Right. You want some flavor text? The path <laughs> of faith is fortunately fraught with failure. Arini Singir. Oh, that's different to the one I've got. Oh, oh, maybe it's one of those. Oh, Homelands is one of those ones where they had four different arts yeah. of each. Looking card. at Goblin Bomb or something like yeah, that. One. Goblin yeah, Goblin Grenade. Like grenade four yeah. different arts. There it is. That one's got a little bit more um, gravitas to the artwork. Thanks, yeah. Rob Alexander. Um, You'll go on to great things. <laughs> we painted two different artworks for this. Yeah. Just different angles of the same... Oh, that's funny. Same miserable existence. Wow. Does it join up? Maybe they join up. I think they join up to make one uh, less tableau, as in time stories. Goodness me. Autumn Willow has to be our rare. Yeah. Right. Is is that the money card? Yeah. I bet so. About going to be $2. Everything we looked up for Homeland is worth $2. (laughs) Thanks, Alex. That was was a lot of fun. 16 bucks right there. What was your pick? Don't just dodge... Oh, no, we, we My pick is Autumn Willow, yeah, the Hexproof 4-4. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. uh, do you want to get a, get us a price on that? Yeah. Um, Autumn Willow? Yeah, why, why did you go for Autumn Willow in the end? Uh, I think in this format, creatures are going to be pretty small and weedy, which is what they were for the first like five or six years of Magic. Yeah. A 4-4 that can't be killed 
with their kill spells or because whatever. Because that was it's what just going to take over the game. Going on. It was all about removal and yeah, all the spells are really powerful. Yeah, um, but yeah, so Autumn Willow is just going to win. It was the rare, yes, and it's a dollar fifty. Wow. Oh boy, value. All right. Uh, I think the postage that Alex spent getting it to us was more than the card, <laughs> but we had a lot of fun opening it. Yeah, and that's what it's all about. Does that smell any different? That was Homelands. Oh, and we yes. forgot to announce who who was winning all of these cards. Matt Veal. Matt Veal. Well done, Matt Veal. For his question, which Great was question. talked through earlier on. MTG card quiz. Seven left hand. It's a real quiz. Sung that to Kieran tonight. What did he say? He just looked blankly into the distance. He does it a lot. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, is he thinks good... he doesn't understand. Yeah. So uh, it's his fault. It is his fault. All right. Uh, shout out to Kieran. You won't be listening, so that's fine. It's a six <laughs> point. <laughs> Which he did. Well, he, he, he illustrated that for us perfectly, but he goes, Oh, you do a quiz? I was like, Fuck you. Have you never. L- oh. Five years, Kieran. Five years. Even when Vlad today was like. Oh, you guys have a podcast and so I was like, I swear we talk about it all the fucking time. <laughs> uh, we've really got to talk to our friends a lot more, yeah. is what I've discovered. Yeah, well. Anyway, MTG card quiz, 6, 7, nine, nine, it's a real quiz. quiz. Uh, M19, uh, what are we call it? Goodbye, sweet Call-less. knowledge. Sweet energy. Sure. <laughs> sweet energy. <laughs> Question one. Uh, as we record, Grand Prix Brussels was the last Grand Prix to take place. Can you name the next two standard MTG Grand Prix locations? <laughs> Ooh, they're just... places in the world. Can That's... we begin at the, at the continent? Uh, Africa. Do you, are you, are you, do you want to agree on that? Yeah, I'm happy with continent. And they're, both, they're both in North America. Okay, here we go. And I have been to both places. I don't know Ooh. that. You've been to both places. One place you can go to by accident, and one place you've really got to go to. Those are my two two clues. And I'm very excited about the one that you've really got to go to. And if you if you want a bonus question, because you're just so confident with that one, um, there is an additional Grand Prix after those these two, a modern oh, Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. But that's in Europe. I oh, see that one. I can just name a name a city. Um, you can't name American cities. Just no, I don't. I don't focus much on America. Yeah, sorry, dare. Americans. Yeah, sorry, Americans. They're not watching. We were up so late doing this now because because <laughs> we had a lovely dinner earlier on. Yum! Mm. It was and good. Started actually. started the pod incredibly late. Latest it's the latest start to a podcast ever. Yeah. As and then we had the longest Wicked Geek. We didn't like breeze through Wicked Geek. We were like, I'll spend an nah. easy half an hour on Wicked Geek. That's fine. This totally is just a, a cash, a cash, um, cash pod. It's going to take me about four hours to upload because we have uh, WANBN or Australian NBN. Wanbin. Yeah, that bastard. Like, a shout out to Andrew, Andrew Candy, who uh, is a guy that I know who used to live locally. He now lives in South Korea. He was going, some days we have slow days on the internet over here and showed, us, showed him doing a speed check of like 370 like, odd upload. <laughs> then he's like 450 something so upload. So slow. It's like, oh, come on. Oh, man. And I that had- would be like living like with your veins directly tapped into the internet <laughs> oh. it'd be like you'd go i'm thinking about uploading oh there it is <laughs> <laughs> all right w- what'd you get here 
13 download and point something upload. The point, point seven he's, getting like, eight. his upload speed was faster than his download speed. It was 400 and something megabytes That's per Jesus. second. Wow, I couldn't We're getting point that. something upload. Like, so when we got to upload the podcast, it's only like about 50 or 60 megs mm. and it takes forever. Yeah. yeah to upload the, the four videos, which weren't in the flashes quality last time, it took my whole shift, seven hours. Yeah. Stupid internet. Mm. All right, question two. Yeah. Back to MTG Card Quiz. We're here to alleviate people's woes. All right, people yeah. out there are worrying about going, ah, oh, fuck, I've got MBN as well. Life is shit. Well, what we're going to do is take them <laughs> away from that with an MTG Card Quiz. Six, seven, land hand. It's a real quiz. Here we go. Question two. Oh, this is not going to be good now, considering your answer, <laughs> your response to the first one. Oh, you could guess it. Which, which deck won the Brussels Grand Prix? Oh, uh, no, And how many people... In the top eight, played this deck. Oh, crap. Was it? There, was, there was two that were going up at the same time. Aaron can hear you. He's playing this quiz as well. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> oh, no. It was, it was one of... Two. Aaron's gone for name a random deck. Name a random number. <laughs> I know one of the decks that won on the weekend, but not the other one. Mm. Was it? Yeah, it was, just a, it was just a couple of days. I know both the decks yeah. that won in the weekend. I just don't know which I don't one know, was yeah, in Brussels. Yeah, me too. Oh, I don't know the second deck. Both of them are one. I mean, there's, there's one there was one. There was Brussels and there was one other GP that happened. Was there? Mm. Oh dear, my research might be They're bad. They run them simultaneously now. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Oh, my research could be really bad. Who knows? We'll see how it pans out. These are the answers that count. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. I wanted to get away from that just in case you were struggling, which you might be. Question three. What is the highest priced in stock card on Star City Games right now? And for a bonus, how much is it? Does it include stock? foils? Uh, I yeah, I think it does. Yeah, I went. I went for. I just kept going from the the lowest price to like ninety nine thousand dollars. Oh yeah, and I just kept going up until there was just three cards on the screen, and then I chose I the one the- that was in stock. And had the highest price, so it's less than ninety nine thousand dollars. I'm going to say that's just the, the uh, standard uh, thing. Surely it's going to be this. Do we have to get the set as well? Pardon? Do we have to get the set as well? Uh, yeah, I've got the set. Wait, for extra points, you can do it. What? What? What was the question? What is the highest priced in stock card in so it's Star City Games right now? It has oh, to be in stock. Oh, so they have to have I, I thought you meant M19 card. No, no, no. Oh, no, of, of any card. Yeah, the highest priced card at Star City Games right now that's in stock today as I search for it. Sure. Sure, cool. All right, all good? Yeah. All Very right, good. there's going to be bonus points flying around all over the place here. I don't even know what this is worth now, so let's just see how we go. Aaron Mishka. Right, as we record, Grand Prix Brussels is the last Grand Prix to take place. Can you name the next two standard MTG Grand Prix locations? Aaron, can you give me one? I said Los Angeles. What have you got, Mishka? Toronto. Aaron? It's in Canada. You said North American, right? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. Oh, you did. Cool. Um, My second guess was Indianapolis. And Mishka? Albuquerque. Ooh, Los Angeles was one of them. Aaron gets a one. Which gets a non, and can anybody guess the... Uh, Place that you've been? 
was... I've been to both of them. Well, New York? Los Angeles is, mm-hmm. you know, everyone sort of lands Passed there through, and yeah. goes anywhere. Providence was the other one. Providence is the other one. That's Jeez. very funny. This is a tiny town. I cannot believe that they've got a Grand Prix going on yeah. down there. And what about the European the European one? one? Did you have a crack at that, Aaron? Turin. Barcelona. What did you go for? Barcelona. Yeah, it's Prague. No, oh, Prague. Yeah. modern Prague. GP in Prague. Prague's nice. Yeah, oh, that's, yeah it sounds nice. Uh, two. Which deck won the Brussels Grand Prix? And how many people in the top eight played this deck, Mishka? Esper Control. And how many people in total were playing it, it in the top eight? Two. In total? Uh, I wrote the other one, which one, which is Blue White Approach, and I wrote two as well. Uh, okay, it's Esper Control. No! And three people <sighs> three were people, playing right. in the top eight. Ironically, in second place, it was Red Deck Wins. Jesus. Which I like the name of, considering he came second. <laughs> <laughs> 50 Spicy Boys. <laughs> 50 size plays. Uh, more of that off air. Wh- what is the highest priced in stock card in Star- on Star City Games right now? And bonus, how much is it? Uh, Aaron, what have you gone for? Which right. card? Beta, yep. Black Lo- Lotus. Yep. And $17,000. Okay, 17K. We'll That's probably go for it. a nearest one. Yeah, we'll go for the value. Even if you get the card wrong. We'll go for the uh, the price. I don't know why. It just seems like a good way of tallying mm. up some points. Mishka, what did you go for? Uh, underground Sea. And what? What? Beta. Beta. And how much? He, he hasn't even written this down. He's just gone on the fly. Uh, $5,000? I'm going to have to do some maths. The answer is underground C oh from alpha they have oh. one in stock there you go yeah. so you so get be, one point for that you get one point because oh. you got underground C you got the the, yeah. the thing wrong the price was 9,799 and 99 cents <laughs> which means that Aaron's about 7,100 away but Mishka's only 4,000 something yeah, away yeah, so Mishka he gets, gets a point it. which nice. means he's three one up oh my god the first round. holy shit <laughs> Oh, no. Controversy. Crazy. My God. Gee, it's uh, not my fault Star City didn't have any beta Black Lotus and Stupid stuff. Star City. Fuckers. All right, let's, let's <laughs> pause here and come back with the content because we forgot we we're going to do Magic Club. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And uh, we'll smash something just to make up for the fact that you threw one down. <laughs> topic discussion. Topic discussion, topic discussion, topic discussion, topic discussion, topic discussion, it's going well. Topic discussion, 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 I've never heard this extended one before. It's a creative by those people. Topic discussion. Oh, that was good. That was good. Good. Oh, it's yeah. Good. Play a whole episode. Oh, it's the whole episode. <laughs> Topic discussion. Uh, anyway, um, that's our new theme tune. Guilds, it's a bit long. Guilds of Ravnica is only six weeks away. It is. Really? Really? End of September. End of September. It is literally Wowie. the end of September 2018 yeah. when it comes out. Uh, self-imposed magic sabbatical will <laughs> be coming to an end in yeah. very short order. As soon as uh, preview starts, which will be in about a month. Um, and th- and we're going to see a rotation for what feels like the first time in. It does seem like a long time. Now it's only a year. Like it's always like this October-ish. time last year. 
uh, Shadows in Battle for Zendikar. But it feels like two years. It feels like two years. It feels like mm. ages. It's so, because it's because Kaladesh has such a massive footprint on the whole yep. thing, wasn't it? Because yeah. as soon as that last seg, as soon as um, Kaladesh came out, yeah. which was it was like whole the whole scene two changed. Year, two, uh, yeah, Kaladesh came out two years ago, yeah. mm. and it was more powerful than Battle for Zendikar or Shadows of Innistrad blocks. So it was immediately it? like, oh, it's Kaladesh. <laughs> it's yeah. just been two yeah. years of that. That's so. why it feels long, because Kaladesh's footprint has been just two years so long. massive. Yeah. Um, so we're saying goodbye. We're saying goodbye good to all riddance, the good. mate. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, so what, what would it bring and how did it change? So, so it knocked out Battle for Zendikar and uh, Shadows of Innistrad block, which and mainly... Magic Origins, and, right? and Magic Origins. Yep. Which was all the flip planeswalkers, uh, Gideon, Ally of Zendikar, some of the Eldrazi decks. I don't even think that they really played a bunch. Shadows of Innistrad had Tireless Tracker and, and bits and pieces. But when when Kaladesh... That, oh, that's not the rotation. The rotation happened when uh, Ixalan came out. I'm sorry. Okay. We've done our homework. Uh, Ixalan, when, no, when Ixalan was the October okay, right. set that, that knocked those out. Um so when Kaladesh came out, uh, we were saying goodbye to the one before. Oh, no. uh, the Khans and Khans. oh, it was it was the weird one where Origins and Dragons were, were rotating. <gasps> oh, or that's something right, yeah. Because it was the first uh, thing. So Kaladesh was full of all these exciting new mechanics: energy vehicles, yeah, um, that's uh, how, artifact that's block, uh, kind of an Indian bazaar, yeah. And, and kind of steampunky, future, futuristic theme. And, and I can remember thinking, for a minute, this isn't for me. And then for the second minute, I was thinking, this is for me. Yeah, this is good. <laughs> so it was awesome. kind of weirdly positive. It was yeah. really nice after um, Innistrad Blocks, which yeah. was really dark and oh, Don't be like that. I like that sort of stuff. And that's my biggest gripe, is where we're heading, which is jumping ahead, is like, where are the Gobbo armies? Where are the zombies? Where are the zombies? But don't stuff? answer that yet. We'll get around but to like, that. But, like, had its own. <laughs> Kaladesh had its own, like darkness and and stuff. No, it didn't. It was pretty bright. It was very bright. And even the bright. Di- all the stories that we got were all about, you know, the ether whatever's and just running around being fair. happy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Being, I've invented something. What do you reckon? Oh, Tezzeret oh, stole gosh. it. Oh, mm. crap. And yeah, I can live forever as long as I vamp people, but I'm not a vampire. <laughs> I'm an aetherborn. I'm an aetherborn, man. Uh, yeah, so the the big things were vehicles. People yep. didn't really yeah. know how they were going to play. They were like the when Smuggler's equipment, equipment was first invented. Oh, Smuggler's Copter. Yeah. <laughs> Slave One, Boba Slave Fett. One. Wow, yeah. we, uh, we, we We've piloted. We've already said goodbye to that. We've already said goodbye to that. We sure so as soon as Kaladesh comes out, people are like, hey, Smuggler's Copter seems pretty good. Mm. And um, What is Smuggler's Copter for a start? Uh, so it's a two-mana 3-3 f- uh, three, three artifact vehicle. It doesn't become a creature until you crew it. You can crew it for one. Whenever it attacks or blocks, you may draw a card if you do discard a card. So broken yeah. on all fronts? It just does... L- Everything you want in a kind of aggressive shell. All you have to do is play creatures. Suddenly, Thraben Inspector, which is a one-two that draws a card from um, Shadows Block, is suddenly uh, the best one pilot two, in the world. Four X, yeah, mana, for, yeah, for uh, investigate. Um, but yeah, I just remember Smuggler's Copter. Just did you remember the first GP after the card? I sure do. With uh, was it? Th- what's the maximum number of copies you can have of a card in the top eight? Yeah, 36? like thirty. 
32, yeah. Yeah, it was, Mac, it was four Smuggler's Copters and all decks. Yeah, because yeah, that, and that's why it got banned, because it was just the number one pick yeah. for every single deck. So it was colourless. So you had it no in point. Red Black Madness, which was like the Red Black um, aggro discard d- uh, deck that you could kill people really quickly, because it's just two mana, three, three with flying. Um, and then you can also just discard Madness cards yeah. and stuff to it uh, <clears throat> come turn three. Attack, yeah. discard. Lightning bolt, you dude. Yeah, like um, fire temper. Lightning axe, your guy. Discard a thing. Oh yeah. D- before we, car- I mean, we've already said goodbye to Smuggler's Copter. So what are we saying goodbye to now that uh, is going to make a difference? Well, yeah. well, like the the retrospective of, of Kaladesh block was already from the beginning oppressive, powerful cards because they were trying to push both energy and vehicles in a way that you were like, hey, here's these cool new mechanics. Let's make sure that they, they land. Yeah. And we played uh, the one Grand Prix that they had pre-banning Smuggler's Copter um, with Blue-White Flash, mm-hmm. which we which we both did pretty well with at the Grand Prix. And um, it was like nothing else. It felt like you were operating on another level. It was bizarre when you play a, a turn one creature... Mm-hmm. Turn one and play Smuggler's Copter, and then you just set yourself up for the rest of the game. Yeah. Because you it, could attack and you could do stuff. You could draw <clears> and discard while leaving up um, Spell Queller, mm. which is a three mana play. Uh, mm. Or Reflector Mage, the, the creature back to their hands. So, what was in that first wave of, of bannings? So in the first wave of bannings, there was Smuggler's Copter, and they also banned Reflector Mage mm-hmm. and Emrakul. Do you remember ah, Emrakul? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Emrakul was, only it, right? really started to become a problem because the two best decks in the format were Blue White Flash and then Black Green Delirium, and every deck, every deck's top end was just Emrakul, and so that that wasn't in Kaladesh block, but it was in that standard format. And mm-hmm. wasn't there I, something about it just like going getting Emrakul in your deck and just going digging for it out of your graveyard or something? Like that? Wasn't that the? No, it, it cost less based on the amount of different card types you had in your graveyard. So you just oh, dump right, a bunch of stuff in your graveyard and then you could play Emrakul yeah. on turn four or five, yeah, I think, yeah, with yeah, a bit yeah, of RAM. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, we th- that was the first standard bannings in... Since Jace. Since Jace the Mind Sculptor. Which is amazing, isn't it? Because for a long while there, we were like, there's no Status real great, standard yeah, bannings. Yeah. You know, a banning was like one every now and again, and it was kind of yeah, whatever. It, it felt like, and then all of a sudden, it wouldn't it was happen this again. Fleet of bannings just out of nowhere, yeah. And, yeah. and this was just the beginning of it. This is well. the beginning. Yeah. So, so <clears throat> this deck that we loved and championed, and we we played everywhere we could because it was so powerful, was pretty much buoyed up by uh, Smuggler's Cup to reflect a mage, which was maybe a little overzealous, um, but then that was. That was out of the format right up until the whole block rotated out a year later. Yeah. Um, Aether Revolt then came out in January. Yeah. Um, and people were like, oh, the second half of Kaladesh block, I wonder what it's going to bring. It brought... Uh, so what we did talk about say, was what, the yeah, three dollar planeswalker yeah, from Kaladesh. What was the shit planeswalker? <laughs> <laughs> right. right. So yeah. interesting story. What I was garbage. in Switzerland at this point, <laughs> and I decided to buy a random German booster pack, and I opened yeah. it up, and it was a Sealy Rye, and I was mm. like, oh, look, it's a mythic, but it's one of the shit ones. Mm. Yeah. Oh well. Overnight, it turned from a three dollar card into a twenty five dollar card. Yeah. It's just like so uh, a card that they previewed. Late in the preview season? Yeah, I think so. It's an uncommon, it's a 1-4. It was just designed to kind of reset 
um, uh, one of your things. It's called Felidar Guardians of 1-4. When it enters, you exile another permanent you control, and you return it to the battlefield immediately. <clears throat> it's designed to reset your creatures or do a cool new enters the battlefield effect thing. The problem was that they made it any permanent, and they hadn't, and they didn't realize <laughs> that it went infinite with Sahili Rai if, if you didn't have an instant speed interaction spell. You can make Sahili's Minus two ability was make a copy of a creature you control. It's an artifact. It gets haste to end of turn, exile at end of turn. So you can see, <laughs> Fellow Garden exiles a Sahili. You minus two. When the copy comes in, you exile the Sahili and you just do it over and over and over again until you have a, a million one fours with haste and you, and you can kill them. On turn four, in standard, all you had to do was play three colours, which you could already because you were an energy most, no, deck. Most decks played four, four colours, yeah, yeah, because they green, had for, to green. And a, green a was just like Aether. a tune with Aether and um, Aether Hub just meant you had perfect mana. Yeah. So you, and, but, and, and you just thought people would just go, no, nah, that's silly, I'll get another deck and play Magic properly. But that didn't happen either. Well, see, People was, went, oh, deck, we'll do that. The deck wasn't <laughs> just the combo. The deck was good. The yeah. deck had like, oh, I can't actually remember what it was. Uh, world of like Virtuoso. Finer, world of Virtuoso. So you were just playing four-color energy built around the fact that green gave you access to whatever basic lands you wanted on turn one and gave you energy and could fix your mana with Aether Hub and stuff. Um and then, uh, and then you just put in the rest of the random energy package, like Rogue Refiner, which ended up getting banned. Spoilers. Uh, <laughs> one green blue for a three two. When it enters, you draw a card and gain two energy. That's just like, that's just a really great value card anyway. Yeah, and then you can also just like blink that with Sahelia Rai yeah. if you're not doing or the Fellow Guardian. Guardian or whatever. So that deck ran. Um, uh, Oath of Liliana, uh, Oath of Nissa mm-hmm. as well, which yep. was just a one mana enchantment that you could search the top four cards of your library for a land or yep. a planeswalker card mm-hmm. or yeah. a creature as well. Yeah, land creature or planeswalker. I think it like got so you a permanent. The entire deck was just super like synergistic in finding the two combo pieces. Very consistent in finding all the bits. And so, imagine you're a kid going to a tournament for the first time. And someone goes, turn three Sahili, and you're like, oh, yeah, cool, I'll, I'll just play, like, my 5-5 my five, five creature on turn three. And they go, cool, I'm going to play this, like, cat beast and yeah, kill you. Garbage. I'm yeah. going to make a million <laughs> copies of this using this convoluted combo. And the kid's like, what? Like, <laughs> like, like, like what, what is this? It's cool that you can do stuff like that in Magic, but and, and the mirrors actually did end up being very interesting because it was like a, like a game of chicken or like pistols at dawn where it was like if you went for the combo, you had to make sure they didn't have the removal and it ended up being these grindy mid-range games. Cool, but they, uh, they gave it about a month after the thing came out and they said, hey, we're not too worried about this. It's not putting up the best results online. And then... Uh, two weeks later, they're like, oh, no, 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 no sorry. It was, it's just... it was better than that. They had a BNR announcement, and they're yep. like, no no changes in standard. Three days later, they yeah. were like, uh, we ban, we're banning Fellow Dark Guardian. Oh, they looked at the and tournament results. And there was a results. huge like, uh, uproar because people were being like, okay, so it's not banned. I'll invest in this deck. And the yeah, deck just yeah. went to trash. I think night. I remember that, yeah. Yeah. Three days after they announced it. Um, also in that set, Heart of Kieran. Uh, and and Rogue Refiner. Um, Heart of Kirin has ended up being the backbone of all the vehicles decks, even yep. after Smuggler's Copter was banned. Um, Fatal Push was also in this huge set one, as yeah. well, which is like a huge modern card. Uh, seeing sees a little bit of legacy play. Huge player in standard. You just got to like kill two mm. two to four drop creatures. Uh, going back to 
Kaladesh, we had Chandra, mm-hmm. Gear Hulk Cycle. Oh, yeah. Um, mm, and yeah. Fastlands. Oh, yeah. Well. All, all really influential, all seeing a bit of modern play, whether it's in Scred, the Fastlands were um, fulfilling the cycle that got started in freaking. Yeah. Uh, um, and scars actual of Meriden. beautiful masterpieces. Like you could still oh, buy Kaladesh's. Yeah, you could, you could buy a Kaladesh booster tomorrow and open a card that's just yeah. a beautiful piece of art. I, I love my masterpiece cards. Yeah, those masterpieces actually turned out being <clears throat> really great. So Kaladesh was a really, really hyped, deserved set um, that had some optimization issues. Really, yeah, I, th- I think it just pushed. It, it pushed a couple of knobs and buttons of the mechanics a little bit it's too, too far. It's too beautiful. It's too powerful. It yeah. could never we last. We had to kill it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in that wave of bannings, they banned Felidar Guardian. That was it, that right? Was it, it was yeah. an emergency yeah. banning. First emergency banning ever. <laughs> um, then... It was a bit exciting, though, wasn't it? It was a bit yeah. funny. It was, it was you know, crazy. It's, yeah. it's like watching the train crash. It's like going, oh, this is terrible. Oh, no. Wait a minute. Let's just see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next is Armand Cat. And that brought in the zombies. So the, oh, the zombie deck became a... This is where I was at. Yeah. I loved all of these zombie cards. I was there for I just absolutely loved mm-hmm. this. Because it was it was kind of doing what... Um, you know when the, the, the return to Innistrad thing didn't do? Armored yeah. Cat was doing yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And we still great. had the zombies in standard from there. So we, they were the Crypt Breaker and... Um, oh, Crypt Breaker was decks. great. Yeah. Crypt Breaker suddenly amazing. Yeah. Like, so yeah. good. Yeah. Um, so we had those decks. We had Mighty Vehicles was now Rising the Binding, Binding mm-hmm. Mummy and... Um, even like some of the crap ones that were like... Like the one that came back in... Is it Corset? They've got that... Uh, uh, I'm gonna. I'm making up. Guys. That was like Desperate Wanderer or something like that. Oh, was, Dread Wanderer. No, no, it was. Oh, Dread Wanderer. Was that was great. a two, yeah. two, one for one. Keeps coming back. You can cast it from your graveyard. So, there's so many cool little things, and there's mm. like little, little mode, little mode of mechanic things within these decks. It's like, mm. That's where I'm at, and it's all my kind of theme. I love playing decks that do that sort of stuff. Uh, Glorybring uh, was the big card that came. Glorybring in. was huge. Yeah, okay. and then. What happened in this standard format was Marvel became the thing. Yeah. After Felidar Guardian got banned, yes. the Marvel decks suddenly got broken. Yeah, so and so what they d- all Mog on turn four. Yeah, so you so there was a, a mythic rare from Kaladesh called Aetherworks Marvel. Um, it said you can pay six energy and tap it. Look at the top ten cards. No, the top seven, seven cards, cards of your deck. Yeah, so. um, you may cast a card from among them without paying its mana cost put the rest on the bottom in a random order. And people realized that you could just take the four-color energy shell, which produced energy out of its ears, mm. um, and then also put four Ulamog Ceaseless Hunger, which says when you cast it, exile two permanents, and it's a 10-10 yep. that exiles the top 20 cards of their library when it attacks. You could cast also, that on turn exiles two permanents when it when, when cast. you cast it, yeah. And and Aetherworks Marvel specifically said cast it. And that was the one, that was the one I was thinking of, where you just go hunting for that. yeah. yeah. And so you just put four Ulamog in your mid-range deck that would win the game anyway because it's so grindy and, and gets all mm. these cards and stuff. And also you could play a 10-10 that exiles two permanents on turn four. Yeah. Like, <coughs> and, <coughs> play your third land drop and your opponent goes, cool, I'm going to exile two of your lands. Yeah, and we <laughs> and so by the time that um, uh, Armanket was out, we went and played the Grand Prix in Manila. And it felt like yeah. the only two options that you could play were Marvel or Zombies. Vehicles. And Vehicles was like, all right, I think Chris Jones ended up playing Vehicles there. And I played Blue-Red Control, which is a huge mistake. Um, 
trying to leverage torrential gearhawks in a world that was very hostile to it. Um, vehicles was maybe a good option, but it felt like you had to play Marvel or you were just losing losing equity because if you can play a 10-10 on turn 4 or you can play a crazy grindy mid-range game and win that way, <laughs> why would you not just do that? <clears throat> yeah. and, I, and I should have done it in retrospect because you could just spike and just hit all the mug on turn 4 every time and win. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when did they? Format. When did they ban that? They banned that in the next BNR. <laughs> 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 yeah, pretty, what, pretty a, what a year! I don't think we're ever going to see this again. I How hope this happened? I really yeah. hope we don't see it. It, it really, it really, it really damages your ability to like invest in a deck and commit yeah. to a deck, and and that hurt a lot of people, didn't it? Because mm. that and it did hurt us for a while, didn't it? But yeah, it was, like people were standard just, attendance was down across the board. Yeah. Kian said, oh, I've, I've, they've banned three of my decks in a row. <laughs> and we told him to stop choosing broken well, like, decks. Stop picking the broken stuff. They keep banning it. But like that, that has never been a problem for standard for a while. It's a problem in modern where like, Splinter Twin got banned. We've all got to agree, also though. has sort of answers to that sort of stuff. Yeah. We've all got to agree, though. It is funny when it happens to Kian, though. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Kian. Sorry. Um... So that was Armand Cat. Was there any other good cards that came out? Armand Armand the God was, Cycle came out then. Yeah, but they were yeah. all a little underwhelming. Like Hazaret and Ronus didn't really see play no. properly until a bit later in the format. Well, because after Marvel, God, was, after Marvel was, was gone. Well, when the Scarab was our, our and then, So Armand Cat was actually yet. pretty low-powered across the board. Um, a bunch of its mechanics embalm, aftermath... Uh, exert was only on like one or two cards like a lot of these just didn't see any play in standard because you can't build a whole deck around them whereas energy you yeah. build a whole deck around them vehicles you build a whole deck around them what um, I liked about what I liked about Armacat was it was that the little guy could be doing some damage you know like we were talking about before with a limited where the little guy starts doing some stuff. Oh, like Gus Walker was from, like the best common in the format. Yeah, yeah, you get some little guys that are doing the doing the deal you yeah. know, doing yeah. the damage and that's kind of fun it's like when it seems like playing Ulamog and stuff like that. It's just, it's just like another stratosphere of gameplay. It's mm. like when you know some little dudes are just like crawling out on the battlefield and doing the doing the mm. damage. To the I player. enjoy that yeah, generally like a that. lot more. Than... <clears throat> uh, so once Hour of Devastation dropped, that was July 2017. Wow. Yeah. That was only a year ago. Goodness me. Yep. And uh, issues with cardstock came into play. Yep. They're very thin. Bendy yeah. cards. Uh, <laughs> if you take them out of the booster pack and just put them on a surface, they just start curling like a these Pringle. Are, these are the cards that are going to be worth something in the future because most of them are going to disintegrate <laughs> yeah. between now the people and who the kept future. them in an airtight container will yeah. be very rich. Um, biggest ones from here, Scarab God. Yeah, there was you go. Absolutely massive. Build a whole deck around hour. it. He's uh, our devastation. Of the card, Nickel Bolas God Pharaoh. They. they a bunch of these cards kind of fell a bit flat. Yeah. Because um, they didn't have the support. I, really just well, because... like Nickel Bolas? I mean, look at him. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is the kind of heyday of four-color energy. So they banned, they banned the top end of this deck over and over and over again. They banned the Sahili combo, which it was in before. <laughs> then they banned um, Aetherworks Marvel. Yep. And then people were just like, no, I don't care. I can just play four colors, which means I can just play everything yep. up and down the curve. Rogue Refinance just draws you cards, puts yeah. threats into play. So we were it playing was... a deck that was like, uh, it was everything but white. It was playing double, 
uh, it was playing Rogue Refiner into Gonti, which is mm-hmm. a green-blue card into a black-black Yeah, black so you card. play um, green one-drop, attune with Aether, search for whatever colour that you were missing. Turn two, you could play Harness Lightning, red mana, kill their thing. Turn three, you play a one-green-blue 3-2 creature, and then you could play two black-black on turn four and not even break a sweat. Yeah. Uh, you, like... And then play Scarab God and then yeah. uh, and stuff on turn five. Uh, or you can play Servant of the Conduit on turn two and you can play Scarab God on turn four. Uh, th- this, this deck was just monstrously powerful. And this is while Mono Red's picking up a bit yeah. of steam and it's while vehicles when, are still yeah. pretty consistent. Ramnap Ruins has just come out as well. Yep. So this was a oh, yeah. that Mono was Red was starting to be like, <clears throat> oh, we can do this. We can do this quick. Yeah. And our lands can provide almost lethal. Mm. And it, like it gave him a, an incredible amount of reach, but all you had to do was kind of survive and then take over the game with whatever your big bombs were. But yeah, four color energy was something else. That was a great. I really enjoyed playing that yeah, deck same. Um, in a way that I did not enjoy playing Marvel or uh, Sahili because it felt more fair. I don't know. Yeah, it felt inherently beatable if you mm. if you could. It was like a, it was a very complex, high value game, but yeah. you could beat it. Mm. Um, then, so, so, so the, so the formats looked pretty similar, four color energy variants, aggro decks, some, some amount of control decks. When Ixalan dropped and was generally a disappointment across the board. <laughs> was it, immediately, was it Rivals of Ixalan that was the problem? Uh, well, it was Ixalan where they banned a bunch of cards again. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> with Ixalan, we were very excited about, like, it was four clear... Tribes, tribes, yeah. which sort of helped new players get in, wasn't it? Mm. It's like you could play pirates, you could play vampires, you could play merfolk. If you're an idiot, and uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they were pretty strong. And um, what was the other one? Was the fourth one? Pirates, 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 dinosaurs, dinosaurs. Yeah, of course, the big dinosaur deck. So, if we just quickly go back to the um, oh no, 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 so so what happened really with Ixalan was. The power, like, you can make a cool tribal deck, but really they just got stomped on by all the decks that already existed because Ixalan's yeah. power level mm. was pretty low. We're still just running on the same old boring energy decks, mono red decks, whatever. Rogue and then, Refiner into Rogue Refiner into Threat into the Rogue Refiner. Yeah, and, like, and all Ixalan would do is maybe add a slightly different four drop or... Just add a Carnage Tyrant to your deck. You just add Carnage Tyrant. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... All the decks are looking exactly the same. Everyone's pretty bummed out about standard. The draft format's like not the best coming off Armageddon. Hour of Devastation was actually yeah. pretty good. I want a PPTQ in that format. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> so uh, it's good. It's good because Aaron then won I want to store yeah. championships with four color energy. Yeah, oh, and then yeah. just before Rivals of Ixalan came out, I think so. Yeah, yeah, it, it must have been just in the banner restricted before yeah. it, or, or just before Rivals dropped. They said, "Hey, everyone." Please be interested in standard again. We're going to ban a tune with Aether, Rogue <laughs> Refiner, Ramanap Ruins, and Rampaging Ferocidon. Which was a genius in, in a genius move, which meant that they completely um, uh, hamstrung the two best decks in the format and blew it wide open to get people interested in standard again. Um, but it came at the cost of the fourth banning yeah. in a year. Which is just 
just absolutely it's like a fourth of. banning cycle, though, isn't it? Because it's a lot of cards. Like, yeah, so it's not the fourth ban- fourth card banning. This, I think, to them, this, they were like, "Here is the the, the sniper bullet to end the war, <laughs> the, the 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 problems of Kaladesh block, all the stuff that we've done. Let's put a bullet in in these two gosh darn decks, and let's make standard interesting again." Um, and uh, and it, it pretty <clears throat> much it work? worked. It's been reasonably healthy since then. Yeah, I mean, uh, straight after the bannings, uh, Grixis Energy became a deck. Um, which it was, was still okay. Uh, before which was the, the thing. So Grixis yeah. Energy was a deck. Um, Saltai Constrictor became a deck um, because of you know. Saltai Constrictor was always a yeah, little, a little there. There was no there. point because you could just add red for no cost. True. Yeah. Um, the cons- yeah the Constrictor decks got a little bit of a, a leap from that. Uh, Mardu Vehicles now this is just when Mardu Vehicles like yep sure yeah so Vehicles was consensus best deck after the bannings Uh, you could still play red people started realising that Hazaret was just good enough by itself they printed Rekindling Phoenix which was another really good four drop we want auras Uh, (laughs) sure don't even know what it means now. Yeah, like Auras is a weird deck to play. SRAM, which draws you a card whenever you play an Aura spell. Mm. Um, and then you had just a bunch of like really crappy one drops and two drops that when you just loaded them up with Auras. Oh, you had the, um, the Dante Vanguard, which you could pay four life to give it Indestructible. To give it indestructible so yeah. you just loaded up your creatures with Auras and bashed them as quickly as possible. Mm. Uh, and then uh, one that we haven't talked about very much was Blue White Approach, which mm-hmm. is still around now. Yeah. Um, Approach of the Second Sun being a pretty sweet little um, wing condition in the control decks. Um, which but still were they, yeah. So the format is still dominated mostly by Kaladesh cards, though. So we've still got um, oh, Kaladesh and Armoncat cards. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's, what, that's what we're looking at, isn't it? So, so when Kaladesh is going to go in about a month. Mm-hmm. So what kind of hole is it going to leave in all of these uh, standard decks that we're looking at, we're talking about? Well, we've got a lot of stuff that's already... uh, The Fastlands will change mana bases up, but we think they're going to be replaced with something that's equally good. With any luck? With any luck. Um, Chandra Torch of Defiance not going to be there. Vehicles are just going to be gone. Uh, The gods are going to go. My personal... Do we care about the gods? Uh, Hazaret's really annoying. Hazaret it was He's just the top end of um, the the red decks for just mm. so long now. It's just um, the the biggest reason to be playing aggro, dump your hand uh, red yeah. decks. And Scarab God is just any min range deck just has to be a blue black. Yeah, if, if you're a blue black deck, you should just play Scarab God because it's just a win condition by itself. It's really hard to kill. You have to exile it. Um, and the the biggest one that I am looking forward to saying goodbye to is Scrap Heap Scrounger. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Far out that card's been the bane of my existence. Just like a 3-2 for 2 mana was unheard of a few years ago. Colourless blo- mana. Can't block, sure. It's colourless, though. And you can keep bringing it back over and over again. And all you have to do is exile some other crappy creature from your graveyard. Good riddance. <laughs> Friggin' Scrap Heap Scrounger. They should have banned that one to nerf the vehicles deck a long time ago. Because it's a 3-2. It can pilot all the vehicles. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> ah! Um... And yeah, go on. Uh, and then yeah, uh, what's an arm and cat that that we lose? Uh, Approach of the second sun, Glorybringer has been a yeah, de facto kind yeah. of. Um, that was in that was in con. Grand Prix Brussels as we saw. That was mm. in the uh, one of the red deck wins. Yeah, one. 
Uh, Glimmer of Genius, a yeah. really great card draw spell from Kaladesh. <clears throat> I mean, these are all cards that will be replaced. There'll be some other hasty dragon with, with a uh, enters a battlefield effect. Uh, and there'll be another Planeswalker that's something like a mid-rangey thing like Chandra. But, like, the the worst ones in Kaladesh were, like, unique. <laughs> uh, <laughs> whether it was all the stuff that's been banned over the years or it was Scrap Heap Scrounger, which isn't even an energy card. It's just no. a silly... Artifact guy, I hate that card. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I never played it. Well, played it a bit, like it's, it's, testing. It's not as bad as some of the other cards we talked about. Like, it's I, I'd much prefer that lot. in the format than Heart of Kieran, for example. Sure, Heart of Kieran, because Heart of Kieran is like four damage over. What are you crewing it with, though? Scrap Heap Scrounger. Yeah, but you can like, <laughs> yeah, you can crew it with Planeswalkers. Yeah, but, that's like, true. The, yeah. the ability to just go, you know, uh, two a four power flyer on turn two with mm-hmm. vigilance. Yeah, and then you can just. Keep attacking with that. If they don't remove it, you die. Mm. Uh, getting into the trials, got a little bit of play. Uh, the planeswalkers haven't been that great over Kaladesh. No, we haven't been drooling over planeswalkers for quite a while. No, because right? um, Teferi didn't came out and didn't in, really, in Dominaria. Yeah, yeah, in Dominaria. T- t- Teferi's but, oh, good. Yeah, but, but like you know, like for a while we haven't really had. Mm. I suppose you. Was it was it the Gatewatch that you know really made us unhappy with the Planeswalkers? Yeah, they kept making really <laughs> mediocre ones. Yeah. Liliana Death's Majesty was pretty good, but never like great uh, in in the zombies decks. Um, yeah, really, just a mishmash of stuff that's that we that we feel we all. I think everyone at large feels happy for these two blocks to be rotating. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. It feels like different. it's fine. It's like it's time. It's yeah, it's finally time. So, in the vacuum of these cards going, what are we going to see next? What, what do you think? What are the remnants going to be that we have from what? Are we, what are we keeping? What sets so are we keeping? We got? So we've got the Ixlan we've sets got... and the Ixlan rivals, Dominaria, and Core. Yeah, yeah, and yeah that's, that's it. it. Yeah, and a fifth Four. set, which is Guilds of Ravnica. It's going to blow standard wide open. Um, I think the new Kaladesh is going to be Dominaria because it has so much power. Yeah. Um, at multicolor. And with all the legends and all the all the different spells and stuff, uh, we're so, gonna... I say yeah, but it's got power and limited. Has it got count limited? Has it got power? Well, and that, that generally translates to Kaladesh's power was in synergy, um, and Dominaries yeah. is just in power, power individual itself. cards. Yeah. yeah. Um, the control decks with Teferi are going to still remain quite strong, I think. Yeah. Uh, we um, still have Settle the Wreckage, which yep. which was a which is a big player in Ixaland that feels like it's been around forever yeah. as well. But uh, it's we'll gonna... still got Vraska's Contempt. Yep, which mm-hmm. is a huge card to have. Uh, the um, the dinosaurs decks, I think, have a pretty good mid rangey like creature shell that have some some good things to do. And uh, Guilds of Ravnica is also full of. Um, like very strong multicolored cards and at least one of the guilds fits into the dinosaur colors as well yeah um so if there's a good green white like two or three drop to supplement all the the green, beefy dinosaurs red? that are green around. red yeah um no the naya naya colors yeah. yeah i thought it'd be like it sounds like green red monsters coming back because that's where yeah. we sort of ended up after ravnica last time well it? if the mana's really good you could just see red white green dinosaurs with mm. Like, say they make a red, white, green, sick three drop. Oh, they wouldn't do that. It's a two-color set. But, but like, uh, <laughs> hi- hybrid mana kind of cards as, as well. We could see some really powerful stuff synergizing with the, the tribes. Because that's what we're going to focus on. Two, two, color, two colors, yeah. Two colors start mm-hmm. with the gills, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lands, we, we'll still stick around. What lands are sticking around that... Uh, so, 
let's let's like not talk about what we expect to happen, but what, what lands are we actually keeping around? We're keeping uh, around full the... body land cycle, yep. um, which is the allied coloured ones from Ixalan and the enemy coloured ones from Dominaria. And that's it? Uh, that is all. Yeah. Cool. So they're... So the cycle lands are leaving and the yep. fast lands are leaving. Um, Aether Hub's leaving. So we would we definitely need a rare land cycle. Yeah. And we're all expecting that to be shock lands, shock lands. which play really well with the buddy lands, which and are, has happened before in standard. Which are dual color lands that uh, come into play untapped if you pay two life, mm-hmm. and they and have the basic shock lands. And, and the buddy lands are the the ones that enter the battlefield untapped tapped unless you control oh. a basic of their type, right? A basic yep. of their type, or just a, a land of oh, like a swamp or sorry, yeah, a swamp or an island. Just straight out of for a Ravnica. Black. That's what we did in the Return of Ravnica, wasn't it? Return to Return to Ravnica. No, this with new artwork. <laughs> oh, I'm excited for new artwork on them. <laughs> yeah. So, what, what, what are we looking forward to then? Are we we're looking to uh, get some two color decks out of the existing cards? Do you feel do you feel like there's going to be some key cards like you know, Glorybringer type cards out of uh, Dominaria that are going to get dragged forward and become more prominent than what they were, as we know them now. You know, in the absence of other cards, are some cards that we already know are going to become greater. Well, my my big prediction for the set <clears throat> is that devotion will come back, and you'll be able to play things like Steel Leaf Champion or Goblin Chainweller in a two color deck. And then you also get incentivized to do that because they have lots of colored pips in their mana cost. Um, if if that is the case, which which it has to be, there's too many double and triple color <laughs> cards um, for this to be an, an error or just a random design thing. Because even if you look at a card like Surge Mare, suddenly mono blue looks interesting if yeah. you've got a double pip two drop that can defend against aggro decks and then not be blocked by green creatures out of the board or whatever. Um, or even things like um, Tempest Gin. Suddenly that's so much more exciting if you've got payoffs for being mono straight blue. straight blue. Are we going to see those day, ever see those days again where you can just go mono something and it just completely rock? I mean, we, we are already seeing those. I I know, mean, we're we're playing like mono green and mono red are two mono, very strong decks right red now. Red did that, didn't they? Yeah, well. but, but something weird like mono blue hasn't been around since mono blue aggro back in Theros returned to Ravnica days. It's the support colors, isn't it? It's like the, but the thing like. is, Mishka and I were saying before, if the mana is really good, you can just play triple blue... For, for Tempest Gen, say, which gets plus one, plus one for each island you control. If the Shocklands are in, it gets pretty big. And then Is you can also... islands or just islands? It's just islands. Okay. So so then, like, you look at that and you're like, oh, islands? Like, where can, what, what can my islands be? And they could be Shocklands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um... Uh, the other thing is you can splash red in there because you can just play the blue-red... Uh, shock or the blue black shock or, or whatever and then you can splash some some black cards which is what ended up happening in mono blue when it was in standard last mm. with almost with a very similar mana base as now well. last time so ravnica has uh certain guilds with certain mechanics associated with them mm-hmm. do you reckon we're going to see you know Slesnia tokens decks do you reckon we're going to see gruel monsters decks they have said that they will have a mechanic for each guild again yep. some of them will be repeats and some of them will not Ooh, so some of them are new mechanics yep. um i imagine blue white will get a facelift i imagine blue black will get a facelift because it was so bad last time 
Um, Blackwater got a facelift <laughs> because the design space of it was really small. But they could do, yeah, green white could be tokens or go wide or, or whatever. Like the, I think the devotion to guilds thing. Man, if I'm wrong about this, I'm going to be blown my horn about this for months. <clears throat> but uh, like, I really think that there will be some payoff for being devoted to your guild and choosing your guild, this mm. sort of thing. So, Black White seems to have been something that they've pushed for quite a while, isn't it? Like they've wanted mm. that. Like they've done it with the vampires, haven't they? Like life gain, vampire, black white mm. thing. It's been floating around like they've wanted it as a theme. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if they sort of go whole hog and Yeah, and then build. suddenly all the the sweet black white vampire cards suddenly fit in this say black white um yeah. devotion deck and you go, Oh, Legion Lieutenant suddenly has a new lease of life because it's a double pip two drop that buffs all my vampires and you go oh sweet like that that's awesome mm. um legion's landing looks a bit more exciting as well that could just oh. be my um bias. triple white banalish vampires fly Ooh, again gross yeah vampire nighthawk comes mm. back there's vampires in ravnica as well <sighs> vampire nighthawk though mm. yeah they'll never bring it back it's so good it's way too strong <laughs> don't say that <clears throat> again as i said mark rosa might hear us <laughs> He'll be just going, let's play Vampire Nut. What did they say? No, don't, no. Okay. Absolutely not. Yeah. All right. Is there anything else you want to say? Like, what's what's coming? What's coming? What's going? Anything like that we want to touch on? I think we've got a lot of previews to cover this time yeah. next month. And yeah. we're going to know a lot more by then. But until then, we're just excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm super just, excited. I'm just pumped. Like, both of us are playing I mean, girls are having a cut. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. That's, that's the only thing I'm worried about is just they're not just exploring new worlds with this whole thing mm-hmm. you know it's like we've done Ravnica then we did Return to Ravnica and now we're doing Return and Return and Ravnica with the yeah, Guilds of Ravnica yeah. it's like come we, on we did let's, do let's do something interesting like something different but yeah we did do Kaladesh Armanket um, Dominaria yeah. which was practically new for, for most players Ixalan was new um, oh and Ixalan was new as well so we, we've come off the back of three and a half new sets that going back to Ravnica is like not the worst and Every time Ravnica's go out, it's been very, very good. So they, and yeah. they know that as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. For that. Whereas they screwed up Zendikar and they kind of messed they with did. the Innistrad ecosystem. Yeah, the bit, Innistrad so. I was so excited about and they didn't the really... The second time was... <laughs> I really didn't like it. No, it was, so, it was so good the first time. The first time was like amazing. so on yeah. this monster thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's kind of what got me in. Anyway, <clears throat> all right. Let's do. Uh, let's do a break. Let's do. Let's see who can. Mishka's three one up. And I don't think I can win. I don't think yeah, I can come you. back. You can. Bummer. You can win it. Four three. Bummer. Mm. All right. Let's see after this. Flavor text. Flavor text. Flavor text. Flavor text. Flavor text. All right. Flavor text. Mishka's three one up. Aaron, yeah, time boy. to start thinking about consolation. If we draw, I win. Well, you How never, is that fair? Aaron's never lost this uh, magic card quiz or flavor text ever. Yep. Even when he's played against Anthony Lee. Correct. He's never lost. Is that true or are you making that up? Uh, no, I'm just saying. He's never lost. Oh, you drew last He's time. never no, lost. Definitely. No, no. There's no draws. I definitely lost. Never been a draw. <laughs> never been a draw either. Uh, okay, flavor text uh, for... Oh, this is all M19. I didn't... Here we go. Great. I didn't write a theme for this. Alright, right, ready? Yep. Number one. Catch. Confident answers? Got it. I have no idea. Oh. Ooh. Well. 
He wrote something quickly, so I don't know if he's bluffing you, Aaron. He might be playing it. All right, flavor text number two. Hmm. Your part in this fight is done, vampire. Get used to your thirst. Your partner's fight is your done. Part, your part oh, in mm. this fight is done, vampire. Get used to your thirst. Mishka requires a full theatrical delivery of the... Of the <laughs> Can I get it in Shakespearean? <laughs> <laughs> Probably no. Get used to your thirst. Your part in this fight is done, vampire. Get used to your thirst. All right, and all good on that? Yeah. yeah. Go to three? Do you, know, th- do you know it? I think so. Oh, yeah. oh is that bad? Fuck. <laughs> is that bad? All right. Uh, and the third one is, the stars mark your destiny. May you accept the fate thus divulged. Can I just write what the card does and not what it's called? No. It's called flavor text. The rules are, I give you the flavor, you give me the card name. <laughs> the stars mark your destiny. May you accept the fate thus divulged. Divulged. Yeah, yes. sure. I think I got them. Easy. <laughs> Easy ones. <laughs> I know the card. I don't know the name. Uh, that probably means that you don't know what you're talking about. Hmm. All right. Question number one. Uh, we're going to go... Well, if Mishka reckons that, well, I want to... Yeah. So you're first up, Mishka. Oh, bugger. Uh, catch. Thud. Aaron? Lava Axe. It's Lava Axe. Yeah. Oh, Aaron's back in form. It's 2-3. All right. <clears throat> uh, Aaron, your part in this fight is done, vampire. Get used to your thirst. Luminous Buns. What did you luminous say? Luminous Buns. <gasps> it's Luminous Buns. No! Oh! <laughs> you can't Fuck. catch him. You can't catch him. I can him. draw. I can draw. No, you can't. It's 2-4. Oh. It's 3-4. Yeah, because I got two. What? When did you get two? I got LA. And did the, you get... Oh, I got Lava Axe and Lumen Spons. Did you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. all right, yeah, 3-4. That's cool. So you can, you can tie. <sighs> all right, ready? All right. Breathe deep. Mishka. Okay, so this is... The three... stars... Let me set it up. All right, so... The three. stars mark your destiny. May you accept the fate thus divulged. So this is three in a blue for a three-two. Uh, enters the battlefield. Draw a card if you control an artifact. It's something of the stars. Aaron, scholar of stars. No. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> Far out. It's divination. Oh, oh god. Oh yeah, that was that was my second option. But I was like, it talks about the stars. Yeah. It's about drawing cards. Yeah. No. Oh. All reprints. All reprints. All reprints. That was what it was. M19. Oh, I lost. I mean, I won. Oh. M19 yeah. reprints. Oh. I've never lost. Aaron's never lost. Moving right along. But I really right. thought that was... Um, Scholar Stars. Stars. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't think I printed it out wrong in another card bottom. Very over. Uh, very confident. Oh, that was uh, Flavor Text. Right back after this. Hot garbage. Aaron Graham, hot garbage for M19. Scrap heap scrounger, can't wait for you to rotate, go die in a hole. Not very M19, but who cares, that's hot garbage for M19. Aaron Graham. Uh, Mishka, what have you got? Hot Next garbage. Next fate, they really messed up with that one. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, my M19 hot garbage is sleep. Do you, do you not get enough? You're Never excited. good for me, always the absolute bomb for my opponent. Nice one. <laughs> my uh, hot garbage for M19 is me because I didn't play it enough and I feel like I've let it down and myself. 
Uh, I look forward to Guilds of Ravnica. And Core 2020. Oh, yeah, Core 2020. I love Core sets. Let's need some tools. Well, we're cold, we're burpy, we... Excuse me. Oh, we're going to need some toys. Keyforge. Oh, my God. Oh, my yeah, we're all weirdly crazy excited for Richard Garfield's new game. He's gone bonkers. He's gone. He's a mathematical madman. He's he actually is. a mathematical madman. He is a mathematical He's madman. got a degree in... He's a genius. In combinator- combinatorial mathematics. Um, this new game from Richard Garfield is... Uh, 30 to 40 card decks... Every single deck printed by in Fantasy Flight Games in the world is unique. No one else has the same That's incredible to wrap your head around, isn't it? I yeah. can't even wrap my head around that. And the fact that each back will be different in some way. Yep. So and that every can... deck is named differently. And your deck, every... Oh, let's say there's 40 cards in your deck. There's got to be get some funny... Funny yeah, combinations of yeah. names. Yeah. Um, Richard Gufford said ones that got through the senses were stuff like um, potato couch <laughs> and like someone's so deck in the world is named potato couch like, yes. um but they're mostly going to be like couch. glistening hammer of the elf dragoon so, so everything's going to sound like Yu-Gi-Oh names <laughs> like interplanetary it's going to sound like someone who doesn't know, is english isn't their first yeah, language yeah. has this come up just like some... archon of justice and light archon of Butter. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we are going to have a laugh on our yes, um, our third podcast, which is going to be called uh, whatever the equivalent to getting screwed in <laughs> or flooded in Keyforge yeah. is. Seven Keyforge. The wrong like, guilds. Oh, seven Keyforge land. Guild screwed. We're going to get no house houses. House screwed. So it's like seven house. Just having sex in the house. Seven house hand. Seven house. Nah, it'll be like when you have an exactly even amount of the same guilds in your house. And it's the worst of all of them. Hmm. Yeah. Or they're all like um, instants. We should probably say what the game is. Yeah, I was going to say. Let's let's go back to Keyforge. What's going on? So it's a so it's a unique card game. There's it's it's like it will play like a collectible card game, but there is no deck building in it. So the deck that you get out of the box, say it's forty cards, um, will be unchanged. Every mm. time you play with it, uh, we don't know exactly what organized play is going to look like. But your deck will never be the same as anyone else's deck in the world. You can upload your decks to an app to track how well they do in tournaments, that sort of thing. And you, and can't, you, can, you can't. It's not like you can buy another deck and switch good cards in. Good nope, cards because out. all your card fronts and backs are unique, and yeah. everyone will know if you've been cheating and changing your and deck around and yeah, stuff. Yeah, which is cheating. You can't yeah. build your own, but. If you don't like the deck you've got, you just buy another yep. one, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the deck play, uh, sorry, the game plays quite differently to Magic. There's no resource system. There are just your deck is made up of three houses, and when you look at your opening hand, or when you want to activate creatures that are in play, you can only do things of one of your three houses. So it's um, going to be very dependent on your draw and your strategy. Like, say you only have one creature on the board. You want to maybe just activate that guild just to get your attack in. And the object is to use your creatures to kill their creatures, use your creatures to harvest amber. Yeah. Uh, and if you have six amber, you can forge a key if you still have six amber at the beginning of your next turn. And the winner is the person who forges three keys. 
So it's not about right. losing life and getting beaten the crap out of it. It's about building something and getting to somewhere before your opponent does. Yep. Yeah. You can still beat the crap out of your opponent's creatures. Yeah, you can kill all their creatures and stop to them from doing it. But shit. you still need to forge three keys to be able to win the game. Yeah. Um, there's a few cool things like a new handicap system. Um, and the distribution model, I'm just so keen to see how people absorb this game. It feels like a new thing. Yeah. It feels yeah. like magic coming to the... Starting uh, over again. Starting again, but we know that magic exists now. And we're like, how is this? I feel a sense of wonder. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and like, what a deck's going to look like. Is there going to be a famous deck in the local meta that no one can beat regardless of what they throw at it, you know? Yeah. Um, is, um, are there going to be people who just like tear through hundreds of decks looking for the perfect combination, the golden ticket, yeah. so that they can go play Keyforge Worlds with the unique deck that everyone around the world is like, that's the guy who blessing. got three of this thing, three of this thing, three of this thing, three of this thing, he's got the most consistent deck ever, and it's like famous. Uh, like, I am so excited for this game, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So is it going to be more about the luck of the, of the buy or the piloting? Uh, I hope there's going to be a combination both. of both. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it, it looks like tournaments are going to play out like sealed tournaments. You turn up, you open a new deck, you have a flick through it, look what all the cards do, and then you start playing people who have done the same thing. This could, this could be what I was talking about before, you know, where it's the young uh, or, the, or the small, scrappy football side yep. in the FA Cup can mm-hmm. overcome the Manchester yeah, United you can do in some the final. Gi- do some giant killing because you play it perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Very excited for that. Yeah. So look look out for some Keyforge coverage from Seven Lane Hand. I think we'll be playing some. Yeah. Woo. Do a stream. Let's, um, let's watch. Let's yeah. play, Kill play Team. Some. Yeah. Kill Team and G-Dub World's going massive. Yeah, that's, so that, that looks really that. exciting as well. That's yeah. good news. Mm-hmm. Uh, Small skirmishy 40k. Looks good. Yeah, some uh, exciting stuff. We're starting to wind up into Christmas, aren't we? So we've got sort of <laughs> interesting... Oh no, but there's some interesting things come from D and D, some packs and stuff. Yeah, and um, alternate stuff. art, core rule books, um, gift sets. Um, yeah. We've got a bunch of really great board games coming out, uh, coming up to Christmas. Like, there's just some really cool um, things cards. like uh, Root, which is like a tabletop miniatures game where you control like mice, and it's very asymmetrical and stuff. Yeah. Um, new Azul. With a stained glass of Sintras coming out, which is like what's a Azul. What's Azul doing to itself? It's got a sequel already. Oh my God, it's like stained Azul. glass rather than tiles. Yeah, it's just incredibly, incredibly popular. And he must have been—he oh. must have done the design and been like, "Oh, we could do some other stuff. Should we release that like an expansion? They're releasing it as a standalone um, thing." And uh, the other one I was really excited for is Welcome to, which is like a roll and write suburb building game looks pretty sweet Interesting. yeah yeah not roll and move roll and write yeah, yeah that's what you said oh cool Good. yeah um all right so uh, yeah write to us at podcast at sevenlinehand.com if you've got a boost that you want to send in to us write to us we'll get you preferably alpha uh <laughs> alpha and we'll uh, all retire send anything well, we're gonna give it away anyway straight mm. away so it's uh, not really gonna make much difference no if it's an alpha we'll just be like you're an idiot for sending us an alpha booster we're keeping this thank all you all right if you're an idiot and you've got an alpha booster <laughs> send it into us and we'll keep it that's pretty much the rules <laughs> on that one uh, uh, if you're just fun loving and you got a booster, booster from booster from wherever yeah we'll accept uh, a beta booster yeah we'll, we'll send a beta card to someone <laughs> the worst one from the, the pack we'll send one, that yeah. out um but yeah it keeps it interesting get involved get involved in any way you want 
uh, Facebook page, podcast, uh, email us, whatever. We'll send you a, a badge or something like that. In res- for, you know, if you send us an alpha, alpha booster, we'll send them a badge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Seems a fair sure. deal. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, if you want to l- win the time stories, T I M E time stories, uh, leave a comment on the post for one episode 126, which is currently pinned to the top of our Seven Land Hand Facebook page. Leave a comment. That is in line with the rules that we put on there. Something about what was the best moment in time. Berlin Wall coming down is pretty popular at the moment, which I don't know why. I think it's our American listenership getting into the fact really that the commies, with the commies the took commies. one in the neck. Yeah. Mm. I don't Interesting. Really, it was uh, good for the Germans. I think but, when we look back in like a thousand years, we're not going to be like, Remember when the commies took it? It's not going to be like right up there. Maybe also, when apartheid ended. Also, I would also think, you know, it's Seven Land Hand. It's a gaming podcast. We take the piss a fair bit. We have a bit of a laugh. Mm. When we say, what was your favorite moment in time? Probably not looking for actual accurate yeah. things When Richard time. Garfield first tappeth a manor. Yeah. Or when Richard Garfield f- wore his first toupee. <laughs> I don't know who wears two Richard Garfield finally grew a, a goatee and stopped oh, yeah. looking like a weirdo. When when George Lucas shaved off his goatee and went looking for his neck. <laughs> oh no, his chin. There's when a chin in Mark there. Mark Rosewater got um, vocal cord surgery, so he sounds like a person. That's a good one. <laughs> that was, yeah. Oh, that's mean. That's I mean. couldn't imagine Mark Rosewater ever listening to this and hearing me say that. Obviously, I don't. I could, I'll probably email him after this and say, listen, Aaron's saying this thing about your <laughs> voice. Yeah, it's Mark, off. It's, it's half past one in the morning. We've drank a lot of beer. We've drank a lot of beer. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. And it's cold. And uh, we can't it's put really the heating cold. on. We can't put the heating on because it makes a yeah. noise in the microphone. So that's we were struggling for our art here. Mark, we love I want to work for Wizards. Yeah. I want to work with you. Please give me a job. Ignore all the stuff I said before. I'm really good at coloring in. And I can draw skulls really quick. Here we go. Give me a give me a give me a concept, and I'll do a card design off All the right. dome. Uh, superheroes, superheroes. Um, two and a white. It's mm. called Call the Justice League. Look, <laughs> look. Search your library for a planeswalker card and put it in your hand. Shuffle your library. That's the, the sorcery. It's a Marvel crossover. It's called Call the Justice League, Mishka. Okay. No, that's DC. Uh, it's a, it's a Marvel it's a Marvel crossover sure. with Wizards. Oh yep. my God, licenses! Wizards Marvel. We are the blender. Here we go. Uh, yeah, what's what's happening? Here comes Wonder Woman. Yep. Planeswalker. Yep. Wonder Woman is clearly a white character. White red. White red. Yeah, because she's aggressive and she's justice. Three white. No, no two white red. Yeah. Enters the battlefield with four loyalty. She's a Boris. Uh, yeah. Plus... She has to some blue in there. Um, d- uh, do something to affect the board. Minus card advantage. Negative nine. I don't know. Win the game or whatever. Golden go. whip. Planeswalker design. Oh. Also, hot topical See, commentary on Mish- magic design. Mish- Mishka. <laughs> concept? Uh, a concept for Aaron. Um, yeah. Ooh. This is very difficult. Um, let's go with... French girls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's blue, white, red. Hey, you know, if you've not got them, I've got them. All right, all right go ahead. Here we go. I can't right, um, Actually, if yeah. you make an Australian set. Oh, no, don't. Oh, I think do. Homelands. Did you do? Put a Minotaur from your hand into play. Um, so let's make a rainbow serpent. White, blue, oh, black, red, green. Yeah. Bogan. <laughs> 
So two one, a, one should, black, m- m- one and a black, a, one a, one black red. Um, pay one and a red sacrifice a tinny token. <laughs> Destroy a, a target creature. Get a Commodore V8. <laughs> yeah. It's vehicles. Juice, vehicles juice are back. Yeah, juice oh, you, get ve- you get vehicles would be back. Oh, vehicles would be, be back, like, yeah. You, you know, Marlu, you. Rather than like Mirrodin versus Phyrexius, like Commodores versus Holdens. Holdens yeah. yeah. What about a, a local planeswalker? Local, locals only. It's an enchantment uh, that Hawk. says you may only control creatures of a specific... Oh, that's just invoke prejudice, isn't it? Bob Bob Hawk uh, for two skull beer. Yeah, sacrifice three tinnies. <laughs> three tinny tokens. Win the game. Win the game. <laughs> <laughs> now win election into the parliament. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you have the blessing of the city. Um, who was the guy that um, wandered off into the ocean? Oh, oh um... Aqualung. Uh, no, no, Aqualung. No, 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 that's the, the joke. They're looking for a dingo with an Aqualung. <laughs> What's it, Harold Holt? Yeah. Harold Holt. Harold yeah. Holt. Um, you Australian just, Prime Ministers. If you want to put him on top of someone's library, you can go totally lost. He's a merfolk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Does that work? Are we allowed to joke about that? Yeah. Of course we are. Yeah. Yeah. We're Australian. Harold Holt, merfolk. Okay. Yeah, there's, there's no... Good there's card no design sesh, guys. I think we've done it. Yeah. No. What about technology? High tech. Um, iPhones. Okay, so it's an artifact. Laptop. It costs 15 mana. Ooh, artifact. that's expensive. Um, uh, it's called NBN. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and it says, not, when it enters a battlefield, card. restart the game. <laughs> Except every, every, every spell you cast costs two more yeah, cards. Two more cards. Yeah. <laughs> every, 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 every land you tap taps for half I'm a mana. I'm going to tap half the mana. No, yeah. A quarter of a mana. Yeah. Uh, the flavor text is hey, remember when you tapped that mana before? <laughs> now, it's this, now it's better, but half as good. Yeah, now it's better, but not as yeah. better. All right, that's enough. Uh, <laughs> Should we go get one? That was good. Yeah. 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 That was better okay. than the rest of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got seven minutes before we hit three hours. Let's oh, just keep just going. In there. Oh God! Um, now let's go. Oh, I gotta go. Um, I'm falling asleep. Papyrus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's been done. I don't know why I said kangaroo. That. Two and a white. Two three. Vanilla. You reckon kangaroos are white? I vanilla. Red. Red. They're white. green, right? No, they're grey oh, or they're yeah. red. They're green. They're like kangaroos. gazelles, I guess. They're like the gazelles they're of Australia. Stupid though. They're, yeah, gazelles. <laughs> are, gazelles aren't known for their intelligence. Oh no, I was talking one the other day. Smart, very clever, very smart. Yeah, very he was lovely. talking about stuff I couldn't even comprehend. It was like it was like astrophysics. <laughs> it was t- like talking to Brian Cox. Yeah, and just like trying to keep up with him at a dinner party. Mm. It's like I was just nodding. Yeah, and you and when I talked to when you talked to kangaroos, what? It, I just, I just tend to hit them with my car. They just yeah. run. They just run yeah. into you. I don't try have a chance to, to say anything. I don't. I try not to. I try to drive the other way, and they chase after me like they want to get hit by the car. <laughs> hit me! Yeah, that's plague another, of, another plague of camels. I started watching. Um, I'm dying up here, uh, which is a series on, let's say, Stan, mm-hmm. uh, and it's produced by Jim Carrey, and it's about uh, being. Up and coming oh, stand, stand-up stand up comedians comics, yeah, in the seventies, yeah. oh. and it's got a lot of people in there, real life based on real life people with different names, mm. like Mitzi, who does the Comedy Cellar. I think that's the right names. Mm-hmm. Uh, is a different name, and it's like Goldies or something like that. Sure, yeah. And she's a, she's like a real control. Good tip. Looks like it looks good. I've watched one episode. It's good. Good night. Good night, everyone. Goodbye. Five minutes short. Oh.